We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins and cosmetics. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Welcome in Monday, the 16th of May. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We're going to reminisce about the old times, the good times, and then after seven, we've got a big announcement. We've got a big announcement out of seven o'clock. So stay tuned this morning on the show. And we're going to dissect all things sport as well throughout the next couple of hours. So stay tuned after seven. Other big news, obviously yesterday was the tragic, tragic passing of former Australian cricket great Andrew Simons, Roy as they call him. Tough period for Australian cricket. Rod Marsh, Shane Warne and now Andrew Simons. Um, yeah, it's devastating news to hear um, yesterday morning. So uh, after 7 o'clock we're going to reflect on that and just share our memories and our thoughts of uh, the great man. I'll tell you what one thing he did, he made zinc cool. He made zinc fashionable, was Andrew Simons. And, uh, yeah, I've got, got some good good memories of watching the big man uh, smash that ball all over parts of the, of, the, of the field. So, yeah, we'll reflect on that. And then post that, we're going to talk to Sam Weatherly. Sam Weatherly and Dark Destroyer getting one on the board for the Kiwi team over at a foggy, horrible eagle farm on Saturday. He's back in New Zealand, and we'll, he'll join us on the show to break down that run, that race from Dark Destroyer, Lancer Sullivan, Andrew Scott. They'll be up and about putting in a big, big run over there. Something that didn't even cross my mind. I don't even think any of the lads got on. Anyway, we'll seen, soon find out if any of the boys back Dark Destroyer. But what a run. Well done to Sam Weatherly. We'll have a chat to him shortly. And then after eight, Magic Round, NRL, Warriors, 20. 26, 24 down, 30, they go down 32, 30, second half, just coming back and putting on a performance and getting so close, but well, when you dig a little bit deeper, does it make for good riding, for good viewing? We'll soon find out, I'm sure Uncle's got a lot to say, and then we're going to chat to Lavina Good, she's a Sky Sports panellist about that game 
on Saturday afternoon and also we'll break down the rest of the NRL. The Broncos, they're on in the absolute clinic. They were in diabolical state a few months ago when the Warriors beat them and they're now uh, actually, what, five from five or something like that. So we'll break that down as well. So big show for you. Remember, Quizzy Dag giving you the chance to win a trip to the Gold Coast. All you've got to do is call 0800 150 811 and uh, have a go at the quiz. If you win, you go on the draw. Thanks to Willamont Travel. So don't forget that. Big show for you. Give us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine anytime, double eight double three, or even better, give us a call on the Kenato iPhone line. That's enough from me. I'm going to throw it over to Louis Herman Watt, who's in the studio. Good to see you, Louis. And Tony Kemp. Good ask you, Kempi. How are you feeling, brother? Oh, tamari, mate. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm glad to be back. Uh, had a little bit of a, a hiccup last week, but, you know, that's what happens when you're, you know, 35 and got a, got a poor knee. <laughs> you know what that's like is. Sore knee, unk. Yeah, sore knee, mate. Just had, just had to go in and have a little bit of a washout, and uh, it feels feels real good now. It's um, on its way back, but just, um, yeah. One of those, one of those things, mate. I couldn't do nothing about it. I would have, uh, I would have loved to have the box. I listened to the shows last week. I thought, you know, especially the one when you guys um, did your farewells to Bears. I thought it was awesome, mate. Absolutely awesome. Do you like that? Yeah, I did, mate. Like fist, I did. I did. A fist pump in the hospital bed. Eh? You like that? Eh? Fist pump. Fist pump. Oh, and mate, I'd, I'd love that fella from Fongamomana, Hone. I thought he was awesome too. <laughs> you got me. You got me, mate. I must say. I must say. Hey, Kempi, I remember about a month ago, you were talking to me about surgeries. You're like, no, no, no. Izzy, don't get that. My knee's good. My knee, my knee is so, so good. So what happened? No, no, no. no. You, this, that's why, mate. That's why you, you, you don't need that operation, mate, because it's the one that you're going to get that I needed to go in for. I've already had it. Oh. <laughs> so, um, ah. yeah, no, I was just, look, I just fell a little bit crook on, on Wednesday and, and, yeah, they just wanted to make mm. sure because I've had a couple of operations on it, get me in and, and have a look, and uh, they did that. You know, very lucky my brother-in-law was an orthopaedic surgeon that was in a hospital that day. So, um, yeah, Adam had a, had a decent look, said, yep, let's go and sort that out. And, and yeah, hon- honky-dory, mate, we were pretty well right. So just a little bit of recovery after surgery. Um, mm. But, mate, happy to be back in, especially it's actually quite a good weekend to be laid up, um, especially the Rama, yeah. mate, the Rama. How good was she? Oh. oh, oh. Do you know the worst thing about that, Kempi and Louie? Because I rang Louie and I had a chat for him about 40 minutes after that because I was devastated. Uh, just, you know, just I was just gutted because I put my multis on too early. And when you think about it, when you when you sit back and you reflect and you think of uh, all the what-ifs, and there was plenty going through my mind at 8.30 at night on Saturday, <laughs> and I was like, what if you just listened and you, you, you know, you listened and you thought about your betting and, and the multi you're about to throw in? Because obviously Al Sharrick had a weekend. He got paid. My dad got paid. And when you sit back and you reflect, they're actually easy. They're actually, well, I wouldn't be easy, but no, it's not easy. But like, if you just take time to think a little bit, am I right, Louis? No, you're not. No, you're little, not. No, this is, I this is, right. no, no, you, no, you're not. This is the great game. The worst thing you can do is overanalyze it and go, what could have been, what should have been. It was right there for you. Some days it was. I'll be, I'll be as objective as I can, Izzy. Saturday was not an easy day on the pub. Not at Eagle Farm, but no, and oh, not come really. on, and, come on. And in, in New Zealand, we probably could have if we just put Cinerama and Sea Jets. Like I, 
I felt really mm. good about sea jets. And That's what I'm meaning. And, and there was probably two bits, but... You know, Al's had a fill-up, but at the same time, Al has told us that show us more is probably one of his bets of the day. Oh. So it's kind of one of those ones when you've got a – there's a bunch of chances mm. that win and you go, man, we should have had a massive fill-up today. But before the fact, it wasn't easy to work out. The multi of the day would have been Cinerama and CGS. Two legs, nice and easy, mm. clean mm. cut. A hundred percent. But it's hard and- before the fact. Oh, well, look, I've got, yeah, no, got to agree no, with no. you, Izzy. Oh, oh, how Mary. Oh, how Mary. Oh, no, no. Oh, elaborate, Uncle. Elaborate. <laughs> Don't just say how Mary. I was down in Wellington. I was down in Wellington. You know, when Tavitek got beat. And uh, what was the other mm. good horse that day? Seamus. Seamus came home and won the, won the group two. And Alan was just having one of those days, mate. And I was sitting around the boys and I'm, I'm going, man, the next one Alan's got coming out was paying like $12. And I said they're all running well. I'm, I didn't even ask him, mate. I just backed it, and, and it romped him. And I was I was going to do the same. Um, he was having the same day. Alan was having the same day. And then when mm. Al Hail Mary got up on the line, yeah. and you know, I was saying to Louis this morning, I was just going to text you boys and say, look, back the next one. It, it, well, it's it's obviously going to go, you go okay. You didn't have to text us because we text you. South Road. Are we having South a bit? Road. Yeah. <laughs> and the answer mm. was no. An answer, mate. He was on <laughs> fire. He was on fire. So. Um, so what's but, he done? but you're right though, is he? You're right. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon you've got to take your time. Who's who's done? Why have we been steered away from South Road? <laughs> well, he wanted me to tell you boys that he's he's happy. He's got to fill up. So, um, but that's how that's how. You know, but I was just saying about is like one of the things that is is right about. I reckon is that you take your time when you're putting those multis together because you get so many people mm, yeah. putting you on and putting you off as you make your own mind up as to mm. what that best multi is. Um, Mate, and there's some good bully coming out of here, you know, like Louie and the and the boys on the Saturday, mm. they give you good stuff, and then we get the trainers coming on. But you can't take everyone's advice. That's it. Nah, there's just there's a lot, there's a lot, and I did I did go close. I obviously, I got rivered again, I rivered on my multi again with Babylon Berlin, and mm. mate, I had a four, I had a four leg multi. Mikey's good at. I had a four leg multi at Alexander on Thursday on Friday night. And I got the first three, and the and I had top four for the next one, and I got beaten by a neck into fifth. You know what I mean? It's like you can't you can't get them all. Well, you know the, the harness people are nah. probably rolling their eyes because it was Addington. And Addington. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> Alexandra Park. So, so you clearly didn't deserve to get your forty multi. That's right, Addington. <laughs> um, how did the family bounce back? Because. Kempi was sick. Is but you were uh, Fano? They were yeah. pretty crook on Friday. You had, to, you had to unceremoniously depart Friday morning. Yeah, yeah. So I, I departed, boys, and I was uh, I was up in the hospital till about seven thirty at night. Um, I had to, I had to, yeah, I wasn't able to make the event for Windsor Park Stud and Kerama. I had to pull out. I just tried to hold on for as long as possible. But we went. My wife had to go on a drip. She's still crook as she hasn't really recovered. So. Tilly's back to normal, but yeah, went and got Daisy on a drip, had to drop her back home and pick up Arlo from school, and then I had to take Tilly back up, and she was potentially going to go on the drip too, just to get some fluids in there, because she had not need, but she's lost so much weight. Um, but she's back to normal now. But yeah, big day Friday, boys. I was just, I was out of the house just running running errands all day, and yeah, didn't get home till about 7.30 at night. Shit. And uh, 
just been relaxing all weekend. It's been horrible weather down here anyway, so raining all day. So it's been a good week, uh, weekend just to rest up, watch some sport, watch some racing and uh, and reflect. But yeah, full noise Friday, lads. Big, big weekend recovering. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's um, that is a big day. I can see the. the that's the, everywhere. The that's c- everywhere. Like, oh, oh, there's there's so many bugs going around. Um, I've heard like Gizzy, Christchurch, and obviously we got to remember like with the COVID, we've all been so isolated and living in our bubbles. We, there's just going to be a ton of a day. So we we obviously got our flu jabs not so long ago. They're they're wanting everyone to get out and get them because um, influenza and flu is just going to run rampant through our community. So we've got to try and stay on top of it. And uh, this bug, yeah, it's pretty gnarly, honestly. It's gnarly, mm. yeah. So if you can, just remember, wash your hands and try and stay uh, on that away from it as possible. Actually, Chemist Warehouse, um, our wonderful partners. Now, this is this is pretty good timing. Obviously not great that happened to Daisy and um, Tilly at mm. all, but that's they've actually got a promotion running at Chemist Warehouse at the moment, and it's half-price cosmetics, so Kimby. There you go. There. But also half price <laughs> vitamins. And they're calling it Mayhem. They're running Mayhem. So obviously it's May. And because you're right, Izzy, there's so many bugs going around at the moment, not just because it's winter, but coming out of COVID, people's immune systems are down. Half price vitamins at mm. the Chemist Warehouse for the next wee while would encourage everybody to get involved. And to do so, we've actually got 10 Chemist Warehouse Mayhem packs to give away, the value of $150 each. Whoa. So, what we're going to be running is called Early Morning Mayhem, and it starts now. I'm partnering this with my mm. can't wait question of the day, boys. Early Morning Mayhem here on ECNZ, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, is it still called that? Quarter past six this morning. Early Morning Mayhem, can't wait question of the day, and I want you to get in touch on 0800 811, the Kennard's High phone line, or send us a text on double eight double three. And I've got a $150 valued um, Chemist Warehouse Mayhem pack to give away with some of that uh, those cosmetics that Kempi will borrow and the vitamins as well. The can't wait question of the day today, I, I honestly cannot wait because I've had sleepless nights post this game. What emotion are you meant to feel after watching the Warriors on Saturday night? Like what emotion do you react to that game with? I don't know if you're angry, I don't know if you're sad, I don't know if you're despondent, I don't know if you're happy for the second half performance. You could tell me anything and I would probably believe it. I am so confused by that Warriors performance and I cannot wait to get here today and talk to you boys about it and everyone about it because I just don't even know what to make of it. It was so baffling. 65, probably 75% of the game was played in garbage time. So do you just think it was just ridiculous? Are you angry? Are you depressed? What is it? 0800 811. The can't wait question of the day. Early morning mayhem, we're calling it, with Chemist Warehouse. What emotion are we meant to feel after that Warriors performance, Kempi? I just want to make a point. Izzy, get down to Chemist Warehouse because Old Spice is now 10 bucks. All right? Get your bag full of it, mate. Get your <laughs> bag full of it. You can give it, a, honestly, right, your Christmas presents for your grandparents and your and your father. They're going to love that. So, so load up on that. Um, how do you feel? Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. And that's my emotion. Um, hope. 
<laughs> hope. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't put it any other way, mate. Because at thirty-two points to four or six or whatever it was, there was no hope. Honestly, mm. I was out. I was out. We were talking, Louis, me and you, and then all of a sudden they were back on that run again. And I was thinking, man, Paulie Mawati, he'd be doing. He'd be, he'd be packing himself at the moment, $21 a draw. And then that penalty right at the end when they challenge it, I'm like, not a chance they're going to kick a 40-metre penalty for a draw. And um, But I, when, I, when I thought about it, I thought, well, there you go. Just when you think you're out, you're back in. Hope. Izzy, what's your emotion, mate? I'm not surprised, to be honest. I'm not surprised at all. Like They, they go down to whatever your uncle said, 32 to 6. And I turned the TV off, and I'm like going over, and I'm watching Fiji and Drua play Moana Pacifica. That's that's saying something. I've turned it off to go watch that, and <laughs> and then I hit watch. It. I get our WhatsApp gun, and our WhatsApp gun. I can't believe this. What's happening? What's happening? I flick it over, and they're, they're down by two points, and I'm like, what's going on here? So that's what's happened to me. I'm not surprised. The Warriors can make you turn the TV off, and then bring you back, like Uncle said, and and give you hope that maybe. They've turned the corner. Maybe they've done things right. But look, honestly, I want to break it down a bit more in depth with Uncle about hundred because there are some questions. There's two things that are, are really bugging me about the Warriors, and I know one thing that you already know about us defensively, but a bit more detail on that defense. We'll get into a bit later, Uncle. Okay, right. Let's do it. Early morning mayhem. What emotion are we meant to feel after that Warriors performance? Come through. I am so curious to what other people felt. I was just a rainbow of emotions and not in a good way. Joe from Gizzy, 0800-150-811. What emotion were you, mate? Mate, I think I need to join uh, Kempi in the hospital. I need a defibrillator after 80 minutes, mate. I think I need that voucher because I aged 10 years. I need some just for him to get my gray, get my black hair back. <laughs> That's right, but Old Spice I mean, in there, mate. <laughs> mate, you can, you can chuck some Old Spice, New Spice. The Warriors need a whole lot of spice after that, Kempi. <laughs> they, oh, they do. They um, look. I I just thought. You know, here we go again. I was going four four weeks in a row. The games have just mm. not gone their way. Joe, what do you th- like? What do you think about like putting Johnson on the bench? What do you think about bringing someone new into that seven position? Because there was a part in the game there, and I know we got back to thirty thirty two, um, but there was a part in the game there where that you know a commentator makes the comment. You know, we really need someone on the Warriors to step up here, and that's Sean Johnson. Do you bench him? Bench him. And you know what? Yeah, until uh, young Harris comes back, let's get a couple of those young kids in there, mate. You can't go any worse, Kempe, right? There's a reason we've invested in them for the next two to three years. The Roosters released them. Mate, we, we cannot go any worse. No one showed up in the first half, and then all of a sudden, a different Warriors team comes out in the second half, and we get close, and we think... Oh, yeah, that'll paint over the cracks. But it didn't. And once again, our man went missing when we needed the 40-metre drop kick. In the last two minutes, we had five tackles. We went nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Joe, love it. So your emotion is defibrillated. Appreciate it, Joe. Eight <laughs> Joe wants the cosmetics. Chemist Wears, we're calling it early morning mayhem. We're going to be doing this for the whole week. I've got $150 worth uh, Chemist Warehouse mayhem pack. It's got vitamins for all those nasty bugs. You've got cosmetics, and it's early morning mayhem mixed with the can't wait question of the day, which is 
What emotion are we meant to feel after that Warriors performance? Double eight, double three, Satempa Bed Post text machine. You can come through there or give us a call. Even better, you're always going to give yourself a better chance. 0800 150 811. Back with your calls and texts after this here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem sale and find up to half price off Maybelline and L'Oreal Cosmetics. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. You can shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem sale on Baz and Izzy for breakfast or you could just give us a call on 0800 150 because I have early morning mayhem for us. The question is, what emotion are you meant to feel after that Warriors game? Come through now and you've got a chance to win a $150 Chemist Warehouse pack. Izzy, there's some good texts here. There are some great texts coming here uh, from Richie. Louis, there's a new emotion and it's called Warrioreded. Worried. <laughs> Worried. <laughs> Worried. <laughs> Worried. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling about that result. That is from Richie. Outstanding. 32-6. I was emotionally exhausted. Then I heard an update and felt like cloud had lifted and a wee spot of sunshine came out. Kimberly, <laughs> hope that does sum it up. Uh, quickly, I oh, know we've got, we got a couple more texts. We'll read them shortly. I want to ask Kimby, I've got two things. We, we talk about it weekly. The defence is horrible. We know that. Edge defence is horrible. Why? I, I, I feel like there's two things. There's two things with the edge defence. And where we're getting exposed is right on the on the wings. Our wingers are being caught in no man's land, particularly Watanese or Lesnick. Uh, but I, I look at it a little bit deeper and I, I, look, I, I see what's happening out there. And it's a case of, of the middles and, and our edge defenders. They're both on different, different pages, mm. I feel. We've 100%. got our wingers... That, that have been left out in no man's land because our middles are sitting back on their heels. They've obviously got the numbering wrong, so they're not able to come up and bring that line speed. So that's the case where I feel like they're struggling, is at the moment the middles are, are on their heels. They're not putting pressure on the opposition attacking line's uh, ability, and now they're getting those back balls, and they're leaving Watanese and Lesnack in no man's land, whereas you could look at the wingers and say, and they're making horrible decisions here. But there's a case of why they've been left by that, and I feel like the line speed and their ability to get up and force teams to make errors is poor at the moment. Yeah, look, I've, I've been watching that defence defensive line uh, for the last month, trying to trying to work out the 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 catalyst of the issue is, and what what it what I think it is is easy decisions, easy get out decisions from the players that are uh, at sort of three and. Four and and the middle and jumping in on tackles. So now when you're defending a player, it's really it's really important that you keep your hip squares uh, square and that you push off players so that you can release the bloke on the outside of you. If you jump in on a player, then the player on the outside of you, especially, has nothing else to do but to jump in because he gets isolated and then the other player on the outside of him starts to panic and that's what you're seeing from from Dylan. So you know, I I just don't think they're on the same page. The the the, the um. The comment you made there that they're not on the, they're, they're not working together. The middle's not working hard enough. The w- middle is not working hard enough to release their edges, but the edges are taking the easy option. Like I see, I seen it two or three times on the weekend. They just jumped into the tackle and that just took them out. So, so uh, look, I remember when we changed our mindset from holding and pushing to actually getting up and putting pressure. Like we're we're down by three, you know they had a three man overlap on us, but our, if we gave them time, they're going to exploit that. So for us, I feel like we're getting caught down down with numbers, 
but then we're still giving them time, and that's making their decision-making easier for the opposition. I feel like if we're down in numbers, why don't we just all come up and try and get to those, the halves and put them under pressure, make that decision-making shorter time for them to make that decision? Oh, look, I just feel like we're just sitting back and letting them play, and, and we're just you know, gifting it to, to oppositions. Yeah, look, if you, if you saw the, um, not the Parramatta game last night, the Canberra-Cronulla game, and Canberra, I reckon, was was the defensive um, effort of the weekend. Like they just they just tackled, but everyone pushed really hard. So, um, mate, I, look, I totally agree with you. I think I think your analysis mm. on on if you've got to make those decisions, the main point is you've got to make them together. But at the moment, they don't have a system that they all trust and believe yep. in. Jamie comes through. I gave up at halftime expecting us to lose by 50. When I saw the final score, I was shocked. That was my emotion that they got so close. <laughs> Jamie, we're asking you what your emotion was. That is the mayhem, early morning mayhem question. And Richie is on 0800 We'll get to you, Richie. Just hold there, mate. We'll get to you very shortly. First, we just need to quickly catch up with Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand more warriors after this. <laughs> Twenty-six minutes away from seven a.m. this morning, we're talking Warriors. And what was your emotion? Nathan Brown spoke in the press conference after the game and gave his analysis on what. Well, what were you meant to make of that game? Two ways we can look at the comeback and um, nearly getting there. I think we dropped it over the line a couple of times in the second half, and we can focus. I know we could focus on the first half. And yeah, to be honest with you, as their coach, we've got to focus on what the first half happened because that's certainly not where you want to be as a football club. We don't want to be, certainly don't want to be a team that um, doesn't start games well and ends up a fair way beyond on the scoreboard and then has a great fight back and gets beat. You, know, you don't want to be, I would be disappointed if that's what we become. No one wants to be that. Royce is confused and traumatised. Richie, an upper heart, you've given us a call. What's your emotion, mate? Oh, I just thought I'd expand on my worried emotion. Oh, yes, yes, please. <laughs> The ecliptic mix of all range of emotions to channel changing emotions, having to leave the house at half-time emotions, and then just about elation as the last emotion. But <laughs> in summary, then, my worried emotion would probably be confused. <laughs> <laughs> Synonym for... I hey Richie, yep. I spent I spent ages. I knew somehow I knew that Louis was going to ask me that question this morning. So I spent ages about it. It's like it's like you get yourself into a fight and then you get yourself out of it. You know what I mean? And you're walking away and then those they the buggers they start chipping away at you again. You got to go back in and have some more. Mm. It's like you just you can't get enough of it, mate. I'm I'm wondering if it's like that. You know, when you've got a really nice meal and you eat too much bread beforehand, you don't get to the main meal. That type of feeling. Yeah, that false gold. You, you know what the- I mean? You can't get enough of them because I actually left to do a, a drop-off at half-time. I'll record this. I don't know why because it's like 20 points to just about nothing just to see what happens in the second half. And lo and behold, holy heck. They can't score themselves, mate. Yeah. They draw you back. That's why they have the most faithful supporters, Richie. Hey, you're one of them, mate. We appreciate your call on the Ken Artai phone line. Thanks very much, mate. Have a great day. Oh, Man, everyone's coming through. <laughs> wow. Oh, they just draw you back in. Everyone talks about their passionate and loyal and faithful supporters. And July 3rd, they'll have a sold-out stadium. 
and mount smart and everyone will keep going back and that's why because you just don't know what's in that kinder surprise it truly is a toxic relationship <laughs> like we've all had a mate that just couldn't break up with this girl and you just like you just got to cut her off it's like joe with his ex-girlfriend like you just got to stop following her on instagram you really do <laughs> You, oh. you just you can't. What? But you can't. you can't. But you can't. You, you always go back. And and like this this is this is decades of this toxic like a couple she of was wines. Horrible to you. Go. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a is that a um, I don't know. Is that an analogy for the Warriors being horrible for us? Oh, look, I, I, I've often thought about this. You know, like every year, it's like preseason is. You know, you've met the you've met the girl and what do you call that? You. Your limerinth period, then you go into go into the season. The place start playing your your trial games, and whoa, yeah, that's no, really going good. And join her, and <laughs> then you go into season, mm. go, oh, it's not looking too good. She she chews with her mouth open, <laughs> and then you get halfway through the season, and you're going, how the hell do I get out of this? <laughs> Where is the exit? Where is the fire? How exit? do they get out of this? How do they get out of this? And we've spoke about it, Uncle. Like their defense is horrible. Then it starts with the defense. That's how you know where a team's at. And that first half, when you're leaking 26 points, and you you know Brandon Cook, the smallest player on the field, is running through three of your players and scoring a try mm. through your heart, that's when you know something's not quite right. And look, they're just not on the same page. They they got no idea. They're passive with the defensive line. And I spoke about it. Now they're scoring too easy. They are scoring too easy. All of their tries, the wingers are just running around and pretty much putting it under the post. Whereas teams that are working hard and making difficult or making those wingers have to score those outrageous tries and those big finishes that we are seeing, at least make it like that. Not give them opportunity to run in and have we look around and put their hands up to the crowd and then put the ball down. Make it difficult for them. Daggy, They're going to score, make it hard. Daggy is fed up. You're hearing this. He's fed up. He wants <laughs> more effort. Um, um, but he's, this dead, is, he's dead, right, Dave? The tries were too easy. Well, yes, they have been all year. This is our early morning mayhem. All right, Chemist Warehouse mayhem, mayhem. Chemist Warehouse mayhem is on right now. It's half price off cosmetics and vitamins. We have a hundred and fifty dollar pack each morning this week to give away. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for the question of the day, the can't wait question of the day. Mark, you've come through on the Kennard's High phone line out of Sydney. You couldn't possibly be proud of that performance, could you, Mark? Well, you'd have to be proud of them, Izzy, with regard to at least they came back and they didn't get beat by a mm. whole lot of points. I mean, it's like mm. that comeback was something to be proud of. I admit there is still drastic room for improvement, and I think the uh, Warriors could very well benefit from if they got either some experienced All Blacks in their team as freelance consultants to bolster up their defence, because like you said, it's just nowhere at the moment. And I think they could get somewhere, someone like John Kerwin and uh, former New Zealand all-black wingers to educate the team on how to effectively play as wingers. And one thing we can be really glad about is that they're not any pommy sports team at the moment, because you know why the poms are so grumpy in some regards? It's because their weather's uh, too cold and their beer's too warm. <laughs> 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 sure, I appreciate that call. That's a fair point, Mark. That's a fair point. Like, um, I remember I've spoken to CJ about it. Corey Jane, obviously, he's coaching with the Canes about the wingers, and and I've brought it up. I said I sometimes don't understand, but then I'm looking at Zelisnik and his uh, op- options out there, and I'm trying to think like because everyone will just look at him and go, "Why is he making that decision?" You no, know, that's a poor decision from him to get up and shoot it. 
you look a little bit deep and you look on the inside and the pressure that they're bringing from from the middle to, to the edge, there's absolutely nothing. So they're just leaving hanging them out to dry and, and making his decision-making impossible. Uh, but, mate, look, there, there is a lot of things we can learn from, from both codes and getting pl- people in there. I just think, at the moment, the passion, their, their connection, their togetherness is just not there. And um, it's evident with, with you know, the, the teams and how much points they're piling on the Warriors every week in, week out. That's it. Passionate. That could be your emotion. Can't wait question of the day. It's early morning mayhem for the first hour of the show today. We've got 20 more minutes to hear from you. What is that emotion you feel after that Warriors performance? What emotion are you meant to feel? And it is a rainbow for lots of people, as Richie pointed out, the Warriored emotion. And is that it for you? Come through on 0800-150-811. Coincidentally, the same number you can call right now for Quizzy Dag. Every winner of Quizzy Dad goes in the draw for the Epic Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500 experience, including flights and accommodation, thanks to Willamette Travel. Come on. Come see him. 0800-150-811. Quizzy Dad after this. Questions on your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five questions for the win Supercars on the line 0800-150-811 You're mine it's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. That's right, that's right. Someone's going to the go-go. Someone's going to go on the draw and Simon... You're up first, mate, out of Auckland. Morning, Simon. Simon. Simon, Simon, Simon. Yeah, good, Simon. Morning, brother. Thanks for tuning in. We'll rip in eight. Question number one. Which Chelsea players... Which Chelsea players... Player, sorry. Has a no and six record at Wembley Stadium. I have to find a friend already. Oh, you're going to have to think here, okay? Simon, you're going to have to think. Willie Monga. (laughs) (laughs) Five. Nah. Nah, I got nothing. Three. Oh, it's a toughie. It's a toughie, Simon. We're going to go to Jade out of Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Morning, brothers. How's funny? It's funny as it is. (laughs) Honnez <laughs> here, mate. From Fonga Momana. Honnez here. Yeah, I think you're funny, eh, Uncle? Here we go. Here we go, Jade. Which Chelsea player has an 0 6 record at Wembley Stadium? Oh, I don't know anyone, bro. Cherry, Cherry, whatever his name was, bro. 
Thierry Henry. <laughs> No, no, the old John Thierry. John Thierry. John Thierry. Willie Monga. Willie Monga. Tuffy. Tuffy. Sorry, but we're going to get a mark from Todanga. Morning, Mark. Morning, boys. How are you? Hey, Mark. Yeah, good, Marky. Good, Marky. Which Chelsea player has an 0 6 record at Wembley Stadium? Mason Mount. Five. Yeah. Willie and Monga. Question number two. Yeah, Willie Mason, Monga Mountain. Well done. Question number two. Who was the last player to record 40 plus points and 20 plus rebounds in an NBA playoff game? Oh, shivers. Uh, was it Steve Adams? Oh. As tall as him. No, not no Stephen Adams, sorry, Marky. It's not a tough quiz. Well, it is. Brother, thank it you. Is. Yeah, it's tough. Quiz. Done Brenton. Even, even Brenton I can't say Auckland. this name. Hey, brother. Hey, brother. It was last player to score 40, 40 plus points and 20 plus rebounds in an NBA playoff game, surely. What an have a clue, mate. I'll go Kobe Bryant. Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, sorry, try to help you. Sorry, Brenton. Richie, upper heart. Richie. Okay, no, Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Giannis. Well done. Question number four, three. Which ECNZ host received their 100th cap on Saturday in netball? Oh, too easy. Come on. Storm Purvis. Bang. Well done. Question number four. How many second half points did the Warriors score in their loss to the Rabbitohs? 24. Oh, he's on fire. Bang, Richie. It's getting easier. Question number five. To go on the draw, what was the attendance at Eden Park for the Blues v. the Reds? Five. You want the exact number? Four. It was 17,000. <laughs> something. 422. <laughs> she did it with enough Bing. confidence. That's... <laughs> he said the exact two. Bing. Well, I, I, I tend to be, I tend to believe him too because I can't see that there isn't like 132 other people there. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get an exact number? <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. That's it. He, he's right. You're in the jaw, Richie. Well done. Woo. Richard Top Cabo. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Richie. Good work, mate. You're going to draw to win a trip to the Gold Coast, courtesy of Willamont Travel. Congratulations. Come back tomorrow. We'll give someone else a chance to go in the draw. Louis, stop Googling it. It's over. The quiz is done. We are on, boys. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to that. Uh, Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price of Healthories and Nature's Way Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. SENZ early morning mayhem this morning with Chemist Warehouse. Their mayhem sale is on now, okay? So it's half price cosmetics and it's half price vitamins. And that is good news because for Warriors fans, when your heart's on the fritz like it is on Saturday. The question was, what's the emotion? 
And we've had so many good messages, including this one from Mark. I felt every emotion, happy, sad, excited, hopeful, and then finally sick in the guts when it got we got so close, but yet so far. As Kempi says, now hopeful again. That's from Mark. Uh, so many people dazed and confused and traumatised. Roy, you can have our $150, and this is the first one every morning, early morning mayhem this week, in the first hour of the show. A $150 Chemist Warehouse pack for Mayhem. Roy, you're confused and traumatised. Well, take yourself into a Chemist Warehouse. Um, well, yes, you don't need to because we'll send you this pack. So you don't have to, Roy. But everyone else, go get some vitamins. Go get some vitamin C. Inject it into you because... Get some Old Spice. Get some Old Spice, mate. Need, some, need to pick me up. Make you smell good. Make you feel good. Hey, hey Louie, Louie, you, you forgot a little bit of that text message from Mark that, that needs to be said. <laughs> And thank you for the place tip on a tissue that ran third and paid four dollars. All right, you missed out my favourite horse, mate. So she's back. Really? She's out of the barriers. She's back, like Cinerama. Two thirds, two thirds. She ran home like on trivia, mate. Watch the space. Watch the space. There's another wee text message here about Daggy. So if you tackle someone in Super Rugby and two heads clash. That's straight red. These red cards will cool the All Blacks, mainly mm. Scott Barrett and the Fords. Josh Dixon, too. He got another yellow. He's had a red card. He's been suspended. He got a yellow and another yellow. The big men need to sort it out. Anyway, coming up, big announcement. Stay tuned. Oh, you're going to be excited. Have you let the new guest into the, into the studio, boys? Go open up the doors. Go open up the doors. Welcome him in. Anyway, we're back shortly with our big announcement. Gonna go get a McCafe about now. Here's Aroha for the news for Kubota. Find up to half price of Health and Nature's Way vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning. Wow. That was a that was a that was a bit weird. Remix, Joey! Mr. Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Maybelline and L'Oreal Cosmetics. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. for breakfast on SCNZ. Yesterday, the news all over the line. Uncle, welcome. You've been a part of the show for a long time already, but officially, you're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ with a taster, Louis Herman, what on the side, doing all things. Wow, breakfast for you. Welcome in, Uncle. It's great to have you part of the team, brother. Oh, Izzy, thanks a lot, mate. You know, it's been a, been a um, I guess, an exciting couple last couple of days talking to the Sens team and, and you know, the, uh, I guess, the the invitation to come in and, and officially be a part of the breakfast team. Um, big shout out to Louis Herman Watt um, making initial contact, Ruben G, for, you know, um, supporting 
Louis and his decision, and of course you and Baz, mate. You know those first conversations that we used to have last year around the Warriors <laughs> and and how we used to laugh and just get on. And man, I've really enjoyed enjoyed your company is, um, and just you know had so much fun since Christmas when Louis got me in here. So, mate, when I spoke to Sam and and Hutchie, obviously about getting on and 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 getting the gig, mate. Like, I just, I'm over the moon. I'm so happy to be a part of the team. Um, and big shout out goes to the boys in the kitchen and also the whole of the Sens team that have been really supportive since I've come in here. So, mate, looking forward to knuckling down um, with the new Skip, Skipper Daggy, and uh, getting on with it. <laughs> oh, calm down, calm down. It's hard to be a Skip of someone that's, you know, got so much knowledge and wisdom. And But no, nah, we'll drive the ship together, boys. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have some fun. We're going to dissect all the big conversations and news around the world and particularly in New Zealand and uh, yeah Uncle send us a text message on the Temper Bed Post text machine for for Kempi it's great to have him a part of the team um, you know you've been fantastic over the last couple of months your insights and your knowledge on, on all sports particularly in NRL are just crazy it's awesome it's awesome and it's, it's obviously a passionate sport that, that Kiwis love to talk about um, and, and you really nail it home and uh, yeah, you've, you've brought out things in me that I thought never existed as well. So, mate, it's uh, it's great to have you uh, part of the team. And, and mate, we're just going to keep chugging along and keep ripping into some conversation. But for you, did you? You've done obviously done a bit of broadcasting, Kempis. You know, you're very good at it. So did you think this would eventuate? I know it's quite funny when you listen mm. to that ad and we talk about... Baz is going to have to get a crowbar out of get me out of this seat. And now it's just all falling into place. Yeah, look, um, I've, I've done the, the odd show and, you know, spoke, spoken mm. a lot on the radio and bits and pieces. And I, I really enjoy radio. I, um, I just like being myself. And, and you know, as, as everyone knows, I've got a pretty strong opinion on things. And I think radio is a really good avenue to, to, to um, express that. But I also like the scenes model and I like this the, what you guys are all about when I first started talking to you and, and, and allowing me that I guess that latitude to, to express my opinion so um, when I got the opportunity and I'll be brutally honest uh, I just I did you know like anything I just didn't want to want to let it go by I wanted to just give it my best um, you know show the people around here you know even though I'm not from the broadcasting game that I can do a job and and I'm just so happy that that's um, how everyone's seen it and at the end of the day. So, mate, I'm, I'm very thankful to be given this opportunity. Uh, I'm going to grab it with both hands and, and I'm just not going to let anyone down. I'm just going to get out there and, and continue what we're doing. You know, we've got a great little team here. Uh, looking forward to build it. Sands is on a wonderful journey, mate, and can't wait to see what Sands looks like in a couple of years' time because, for me, I think, you know, at the moment we're in it at ground floor and we're getting it up in the country and in a couple of years' time they'll be, they'll be on everyone's lips. The name will be on everyone's lips. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this next this journey that we're about to embark on. Uh, Kempi, and we've got Louie in the, around the steering wheel as well, mate, leading us in the right direction, and he is a big part of our team and our show, and uh, he does a lot of work behind the scenes, and let's be honest, just keeps us really on track, you know, all those throws <laughs> and all those things that I just don't even want to bar all, but mate, do a fantastic job too, it's great to have Uncle on board, I know you, you speak highly of him as well, Louie. Oh, hugely, uh, Izzy. It's um, it's quite. It's a little bit emotional, isn't it? Um, Baz was obviously a, he's a, been a, a mentor to lots of us here at SCNZ and there from day dot. Yeah. And on Friday was a funny old show as we sent him on his way 
to uh, coach England, which is a pretty big crust and oh, a big gig. And actually, shout out to Calcutta because they rallied around their, their coach in the weekend and they got a big one. And they're on the way to the um, they're on the way to uh, well, the, potentially the IPL playoffs again. And then SENZ being able to bring Kempe in over summer and just hearing the stories. And remember, we were at Carlaw Park down there in the old studios. And the first morning, the phone lines light up. They want to talk to the old uncle, Tony Kemp, and hear the old war stories from battling it out there off the back fence, as we were saying, and, and hear the throw. It is a bit emotional because it was so great with Baz. And, and um, Izzy and Kempe just has an awesome ring to it. And I'm, I'm really stoked for sports fans. And Pistol Pete, he's sharp, and he sums it up. Kempi is to radio what Baz is to cricket. Excitement machine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Pistol. Um, yeah, no, look, and, and they were, and it was, I remember that first day down there and talking about Carla Puck. I actually sent Louie a, a, um, an old game last night. You know, I didn't often get on the internet because I can't remember half the games that I played in that one we played against New, uh, Newcastle versus Manly at a pack Carla Puck. Lie. You remember everything, <laughs> Uncle. You remember. And I sent it through to Louie, just said, mate, have a look at the crowd, you know, that they used to get down at Carlow Park. Um, yeah, so, uh, so, mate, it was good. It was sort of, uh, I guess, you know, getting, you know, this, who, who's this Herman Louie Watt saying, coming here, mate, and, and giving me, I, and I do I do agree with you, Izzy, like, Louie, to me, has been such a, a good advocate on the side of things, you know, being able to bounce off and, and we've spoken about uh, numerous things offline about what you what you say and how you say it, and just to, you know with his knowledge has been really good. So, but I mean, it's you know that's what that's what we're on at the moment. We're on a, we're, we're on a journey. All right, boys. As as he said, it's time to get back on track. Yeah, yeah let's that's, go. That's what we need before this. It's enough of the big group hug, but it uh, it is really really cool news. And and the text messages on double eight double three are really special to see. We will read them. But don't worry. And Kempy's got them all in front of him. Um, I can see his head now just getting snagged on the doorway as he goes out to get his morning coffee. <laughs> so we have to pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, awesome, though. And, and uh, SENZ is very, very lucky to have you, Kempi. But I guess from from one, speaking of emotions this morning, is he from the high of highs to the low of lows? Because mm. um, lots of sports news over the weekend, including, honestly, a true tragedy, Andrew Simons. So I don't know, what was your reaction when you saw that news come through and Australian cricket lost another legend? Devastated, mate. Look, I, um, Kempi was one that actually pointed it out on the WhatsApp group chat, and uh, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, nah, not again. Like, we've just, we've had Rod Marsh, we've had Shane Warne, and now we've got um, Andrew Simons, and there was a, a conversation that, you know, things do happen. It's true that things happen in threes, and uh, obviously we didn't want this to eventuate all this to happen to to Australia any sport anyone really so it's um it's a difficult situation oh, look I just my my memories of Andrew Simons it was quite uh funny seeing him smash that streaker when he ran on against India and uh Simons obviously a bit of time with the Broncos in pre-season you know he's got big shoulders he's a big man just absolutely snapped that streaker in half <laughs> that's the first thing that pops to mind and the other thing that really when I think of Andrew Simons, all I can think about was the zinc. He made zinc fashionable. He made zinc. He made everyone want to wear zinc. Those big white lips that he uh, over excessive amounts of zinc uh, plastered on his on his mouth and and around his his face made it. Um, he made it. And just his way he approached the game, like he was so like bowl he bowl off spin. He'd roll a win. He'd bowl off spin, and he'd get a bit of jazz, bit of turn. 
But then he ripped one down at about 1.30. So you didn't know, like, he just played with so much talent. He was a uh, devastating ball in hand, but with bat, very, very good as well. I've got, I've got a few stats that I've I seen on um, on one of these posts that they put out for a little tribute to him. He played 26 tests, had an average of 40, two centuries, 10 50s, 24 wickets. He played 198 ODIs, an average of 39. He had six centuries, 30 50s, and 133 wickets. And he played 14 T20s for an average of nearly 50 with a strike rate of 170. So, mate, he was just an absolute talent. Um, obviously went into broadcasting and uh, just gone way too soon, mate. I, I read his, he's left uh, his wife, Laura, and, and two daughters. So, difficult situation. Our heart goes out to Australia. I know a lot of our SENZ hosts uh, played with him. Uh, SEN hosts over in Australia played with him. So, our thoughts and prayers go out to them and, and everyone that's been affected by this uh, situation, Uncle. It's pretty sad news. Yeah, it is. Look, and Roy Simmons, you know, every time I think about him, I, ne- I never actually got to meet him. I, I was around him, um, but never got to, to mm. spend any time with him. But every time I, I heard the stories and, and listened to some of the feedback, he just struck me as a bloke that was a bit of a leader um, and did, didn't take any nonsense, you know. And he, he, he was a, reminded me a little bit like Baz McCullum, to be honest. It was, it was someone that supported you 100%. Um, mm. um, yeah, I sent you through that clip last night when he when he when he shoulder charged that that streak. He didn't know what yeah. he was running into, mate. He played he played like first class league as well, you know. So being a mad league man, he's a Broncos supporter through and through. Um, yesterday on the on the Magic Round, the boys on telly they all all had something really nice to say about him. And yeah, it's been a been a pretty horrid 2022 so far and just want to send all my condolences out to his, especially his wife and his children and everyone involved yeah nice Kempe and we are right is he the SCN colleagues across the ditch they were all um, well they were heartbroken Gilly especially Andrew Gil uh, Adam Gilchrist Gilchrist has had a torrid old time Rod Marsh Shane Warnan um, yeah now Andrew Simons and his uh, tribute was quite emotional we've got a bit of audio of that well just anyone that Anything to do with Simo knows exactly what he was like, and he was one of the good guys. Really, really heart and soul type of guy that just made you feel happy. Uh, he, he lightened up a room wherever he was, and he was just, just going to be so sorely missed, mate. Some powerful words there from his uh, former teammate, Adam Gilchrist. Gilly, as they as owned, and... Uh, Another one of his teammates, former Australian Mark Taylor, joined the chorus paying their respects and remembered what could be considered Roy's defining knock. That 100 he got at the MCG was probably his defining moment because he wasn't really considered a test cricketer. Everyone sort of had him earmarked as a white ball player, but he wanted to prove to the world he could play test cricket and he did that day at the MCG. Yeah, that's a, he could play and he was... He, he, I remember there was one knock down there in Wellington where he absolutely blew the black caps off the park, um, just went absolutely ballistic. That sticks out in my mind and just it, just like could take a game away with natural ability but as everyone said yesterday, a hard mm. worker. And then Smithy, our Smithy joined uh, the chorus of support and spoke about um, what sort of character he was and, and everyone that knew him had a funny story or two. Like that's the best thing when you have these sad situations are, are hearing about kind of the characters that we that we actually knew and um, this from Smithy was it was gold. I think the story goes that his roommate came in and he was he was writing his name on the la- the label inside his shirt and the guy said, What are you doing that for? He said, Well, when it goes to the laundry, how are they gonna tell yours and what's mine and what's everyone else's? He said, Well, 
if you look on the back, your name's there. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, Smithy, he's always got the great yarns. And, and look, I, I was like you, Uncle. I never, never met uh, Andrew Simons, Roy, but mate, just just someone that you you thought you could follow. You can, you know, he'd inspire. Big dreads, made dreadlocks fashionable as well. So awesome. We're thinking of Andrew's family and friends today in the whole cricketing community, especially our colleagues who have heard from here. We're hoping this cruel run of luck ends here and no more legends are taken from us far too soon. Rest in peace, Andrew Simons. Bang on, Izzy. And um, I think lots of people want to come through. Double eight, double three. What do we got? Andrew Simon's best memories. The best moments of uh, Roy, as he was affectionately known, come through. 0800 150 811, the Kenard's High Phone Line, or double eight, double three. There is lots to get through this morning um, on kind of that more sombre note. While we all know what happened with Olivia Podmore last year, and the Cycling mm. New Zealand Review is actually due to be announced today. Later on, there's a big press conference down there. High Performance Sports Cycling New Zealand will be getting into that. Uh, obviously, there's some serious uh, issues that have been with Cycling New Zealand. I've done a long uh, review into this. I think it was 100 and something pages, the report. So tomorrow we'll be announcing, sorry, later today and then tomorrow we'll be reacting to that on SCNZ. On a more positive note, Ryan Fox is another tied second in the week of the PGA Championship. Yeah. So Foxy couldn't join us this morning because he was straight in a plane to America. But we'll try to catch him after the PGA Championship. Is he Foxy would have to have a genuine chance in the form he's pl- the form he's playing. And you know what? A go- the dangerous golfer is a golfer with their tail up, isn't it? Oh, he's got his tail up, mate. He is on fire. He'd be disappointed today. He obviously shot. He shot sixty six. Yesterday, so he was going on for the performance, only able to stay even throughout the match. And Sam Horsfield, his playing partner, wins by two shots. Mate, he's um, yeah, he's 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 really tragic. I think it, mate, his putting's been something that's always let him down, but he's actually draining putts. He's putting extremely well at the moment. He's going over to the PGA, and we're going to get Paul Moati on shortly, and we're going to have a wee little dive at those odds because I think they'll be quite juicy. There's got to be a nice solid power play for a top 10 finish that should be quite enticing, mate. It was uh, yeah, great performance. That's his, what, third straight top 10? Yes. Third straight top 10 he for is Foxy. How good? Charging, and uh, Kempe's char- texts are charging for you, mate. Have you ever had so many people congratulate you in one five-minute period? No, it's um, it's quite humbling, actually. Um, yeah, to, to see what people are saying on it thanks a lot for everyone's for everyone's support but yeah um time to time to get on with it i can't keep reading those mate It'll make me sad <laughs> i didn't know i had that many supporters out there <laughs> not making you sad uncle it's getting their chest and their shoulders even more inflated yeah that's true hey? and the dome all right let's get back into it let's find some rhythm after this we'll talk some super mm. rugby um, it was a big weekend. An interesting text about that head clash before is he the Crusaders bounce back, yep. the Chiefs got a win, the Blues got a win, the Hurricanes got a win, and the Highlanders, well, they got a win as well. So the Crus- the New Zealand teams um, are charging. And we want to f- I want to find out from you, Izzy, if you've picked anything up and if we can work out who is the title favourite off this weekend gone. 20 minutes past seven here with Chemist Warehouse. It's Izzy and Kempe.
for breakfast on ECNZ. Great savings every day. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price of Healthories and Nature's Way Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Mm, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. There's a ring to it. 25 minutes past seven. Unfortunately for our new uh, co-host here, Kempi, one of the first things he's going to have to endure is the Blues choking in a final to the Crusaders. When it comes to <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> i got a lunch on that too, eh? i got a nice lunch yeah, on that. <laughs> Pete Ullett shows me lunch too because the Panthers destroyed the Storms. Oh, didn't they? Silly Pete, silly Pete. Anyway, yeah, the Blues and, and the Rope, look, they are without a doubt the favourites, Louis, and, and why they're the favourites. They've got a spine that is playing probably the best rugby in the competition at the moment. I, I feel like Bowden Barrett is out and out playing the best form that he has played for many years since the 2015 World Cup and, and, and co. Mate, he is on fire. He has flattened up his attack. He's attacking the line. His decision-making is outstanding. He's quick. He's got a speed back. He's um, he's taking all the boxing. And his connection with Stephen Perofeta, it's uh, it's the, what I love about that is you look at when Bodie made that break. Bodie made that break. Stephen Perofeta steps up to first receiver, puts the grubber through for Bodie. So like their their connections, their their relationship, the way that they're complementing each other out on the field, it's just freakish. And Uncle, you had something you wanted to to add to that? Yeah, look, I, I watched both games. I watched Crusaders play and and watched the Blues play and try to. Distinguish the difference between the two. The the difference with the Crusaders is is that they're really clinical. You know what I mean? They they, they do all the little things right. With the Blues, it looks like they're still building, and they're and mm. they're really solid across the board. I thought Roger Tuivasa-Shek and the way that they're using him at the moment is just in holding up defensive lines and getting him to to get involved is awesome. But mate, they're they're. Mm. When you, we, I just want to know, is when you do your sprint tests and all that sort of stuff with Bodie Barrett, like to see him get get the speed up, get up as at the top speed. How quick is he? Like in the in the context yes. of the All Blacks, is he one of the quickest All Blacks? Yeah, he's one of the quickest for sure. He's one of the quick. And the thing with Bodie is, it doesn't take him long to get up to top speed. Like a lot of us, it takes you know a, a few steps to to really get going. But whereas Bodie, he's just off the mark. He's really quick, and his biggest asset is his ability to anticipate where the ball's going. He really t- and t- sniffs it out like two or three phases before the ball's even getting there. He gets a real reading and understanding of where the game's going. So that's his biggest asset. You look when he passed the ball to Akiriwani. He knew Akira was going to do that grubber kick and kick the ball up. So he anticipated it and got ready to, to chase it down, which would have been one of the freakish tries. So, look, he's playing out of his skin at the moment, and uh, that's a huge part of why the Blues are so successful. You've got Mark Talia on the wing. Yeah, he's going well pushing too. His claims, pushing his claims for, for that uh, spot at higher honours. You've got Caleb Clark, who's doing all the things right. Uh, but another thing I want to talk about, and this ain't the Crusaders. Uh, obviously, they had a great win, and it was great to see Cody Taylor make a statement. Pablo Matera, who is uh, showing the, the signs of why the Crusaders signed him. He's probably the standout uh, loose forward for the Crusaders at the moment. He's going from strength to strength. Ball carrying's out, out the gates, always beating that first or second uh, defender. But for me, I want to talk about the Landers boys, because Sam Gilbert playing at 10. Sam Gilbert got thrown into 10. He's played traditionally in the outsides. He kicked eight from eight 
uh, from from uh, place kicking. His he was on the money there, so kicked hundred percent. His his uh, control was was very good. He kicked the ball, he passed the ball, he connected well with his outsides when he needed to. But I think his biggest asset and something that they've really missed Kempi and Louis is defensively a solid ten. You look at that situation in that game on Friday night when their tens they traditionally they they defend at the front of the lineout, defend at the front of a lineout. You look at the Fords. Uh, and teams have seen that over the uh, last couple of weeks. So they've attacked with the willy around the front and getting those hookers to isolate Mitch Hunt when he's traditionally been defending there. Well, they tried to do that the force when they went around the front and Sam Gilbert was there. And Sam, Sam Gilbert snapped their hooker in half mm. and just smoked him. So he's, a, he's given them some assurity in that inside channel, which is going a long way, mate. And they're now three from three and confidently building towards... Uh, the playoff rounds, um, yeah, they're, 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 they're heading in the right direction. Now they've got a team that they can rely on and there's given them some maturity in that, in that defensive spot. There's some there's some depth in the 10s and 9s in our um, New Zealand sides, the way mm. they're, they're playing. Even um, when you have a look at, you know, the way Bodie's playing, the way his halfback at, at the Blues is playing, you go down mm. and, and Smith's going really well and you see that game against the Chiefs last night and how they got home late. Um but yeah. I watched the Hurricanes as well. And the Hurricanes, you know, for me, when Jordy Barrett went back to fullback, there's a, there's a spot there, I don't know if you mm. saw it, Izzy, where they go down where he set up the last try, last second second or, or last try it was. He'd made that break down the left-hand edge, and then he went to swing back around to the open, and real late he changed his mind and came back to the blind side. Like on a, it was a third effort, and put the winger mm. back down on the on that left edge. And I went, mate, you've got you to have him in that front line somewhere, I mm. think. Love it, Kempi. Mm. Is he? Yeah. I think it was Daryl Gibson on Friday. I think. I hope I'm attributing this right. And we go yep. bolter alert. You know who? Balen Sullivan. He is officially mm. on bolter alert because he that he is clicking in that Hurricanes backline. I might have sat. I might have sat in the Kuru Lounge next door. Ian Foster. And that name might have popped up. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote you on that. We shall not. <laughs> Here you go. 29, that's gravy. Monday morning gravy. 29 away from eight. Balen Sullivan. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. Yeah, he's going good. And I think mm. they call him a bit of a freak around the Hurricanes town anyway. Uh, choices for him poll up after this. What do you think? Who is the team to beat in Super Rugby? You've heard the boys go through it and dissect it. Who's the form player as well? Is there somebody that you're absolutely loving? Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Choices flooring poll is up after this. But here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. CNZ, we are 26 minutes away from 8am this morning. Uh, so much sport going on around the world. This morning, West Ham and Man City have drawn, which means that Liverpool kind of are still in the hunt for the Premier League after winning the FA Cup over the weekend. Yeah, City have one last game against Aston Villa. So it comes down to Steven Gerrard and Aston Villa, really. 
to see if they can hold up Man City's title run. Liverpool still have two games to go. The Wellington Phoenix, unfortunately, went down to Western United. I watched that game, and, geez, a couple of mammoth goalkeeping performances is really the difference between that game being, say, 4-3 to the Phoenix to 1-0 to Western United. So we're thinking of the Phoenix as they come home and their season ends. But, boys, for the choices flooring pole today... I think there was a lot of performances over the weekend that we can take a lead into and take a line out of through to their grand final. See your floor change in an instant with room view. I want to ask you, whose grand final performance can you take the best line out of... Sorry, whose performance over the weekend can you take the best line out of to the grand final? Okay, so whose performance over the weekend can you take the best line out of to a grand final indication? And I've got the Panthers in the NRL. I've got the Blues in Super Rugby, making it all click again. I've got the Golden State Warriors progressing through the Memphis Grizzlies in the NBA. And I've got on Trivier, who still has a Group 1 race to come in Queensland after her huge performance in the Tab Doombin 10,000. So you can go to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast in the SENZ app. The idea is I want you to have your choice. And the question is, whose performance over the weekend can we take the best line out of to their particular grand final? The Panthers, who stormed past the storm. The Blues, who just put on a mammoth performance against the Reds. On Trivier, who went huge for third in the Tab Doombin 10,000. Or is it the Golden State Warriors? Are they still hanging around, and can they still actually win the NBA title after putting away the Grizzlies? Izzy, do you have a performance that gives us the most grand final indication? Oh, yeah, I do. I do, but I just want to touch on Trivier. That was a run, mate. That was a run, OP. That was just... uh, If that doesn't get you excited leading into the next race, the big race, what's it going into next one? The Doomden? Uh, so it's just come out of the Doom. Uh, so they have two choices, really. They're just waiting on the weight. So yeah. there's still two. Mm. There's still two Group Ones, sprinting Group Ones to come, and she can uh, either go into the Tats Tiara or another one. I just can't quite think of the name. Oh. I'll come up with it. Mate, if it jumps, if it jumps mid pack, that thing steams rolls them. It was so good. I looked at the sectionals when they put them on Twitter, and man, they were flying. Was in trivia. Um, so that'll be a good chance. But for me, it has to be the Panthers. I think that was a real statement, absolute statement. Obviously, the Storm were missing Jerome Hughes and Pappen, Paps at the back. Um, but still, with the weather and the clinical performance from the Panthers for their ability to play that type of league and rugby, uh, rugby league in that type of weather, I think they put a real statement. And hearing Cam Munster's comments post, he was deflated. He was disappointed. He said 12-year-old league. Under under twelves would have played better than that, so expect a backlash this weekend. But I think the Panthers put in a statement. And the good thing about Munster too, mate, is how honest was he? Like to come out and say, mm, like, basically, mate, we didn't, we weren't good enough. And then you you watched him walk away and go, and he says to Cam Smith, "Can't wait till next week." Like I feel sorry for the team that's playing <laughs> Melbourne next week. Cam Munster's going to mm. carve you up. Um, on trivia, massive. Honestly, that was massive. Louis was talking her up, and. Um, I thought I thought Masu was was big as well. Even though on trivia, you're right as he gets a jump, wins that race. Um, but I've I haven't seen a Panthers side this good. 
No way, no in the world. Kick out, out on the left edge. The guy is the Ali Lal TD of the 2000s. I mean, everything that goes his <laughs> yes, way, he yes. scares defenders, yes. is he? I mean, like, they are packing themselves even when he doesn't have the football. Mm. And I'd hate to be a defender against him and then everyone around him. Because I think Luai, he's a good footballer, but he's not great. You know what I mean? You look at the centre that mm. plays out of him, out, um, outside him. He's a good football, but he's not great. But Kekau turns him into great players because of the defenders that take mm. off him. So, but I can't see anyone getting close to them. I think I think you might as well, if, you, mm. if you're going to go and have a bet, go and bet on the Penrith Panthers to win the NRL. They're that good. Bang. Oh. The Eels. What about the Eels? Mate. I beat them last, what, four times, I think? <laughs> Uncle over but nah. We'll have, to, we'll have to talk cool. to Lavina about the Eels because that's her team. <laughs> All right, Lavina, uh, yeah. she's coming up after 8 a.m. to look at the Warriors and also the Eels. Uh, there you go. There's your choices for him. Paul, head to the SENZ app, click on the stream, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. There was four great performances. There was actually a lot of good performances over the weekend, but those ones in particular all lead to a grand final. And on Trivia, she's probably, if she doesn't get too much weight, she's right now favourite for the Stradbroke. She's $7 favourite. And I think of that performance, she Take might it. win it. Wow. Take it. You just have to be careful in the futures bets because you don't get your money back if she doesn't turn up. So we'll just do a bit more digging on that Mm. one. Sam Weatherly was over there. Patience. Patience, is he? (laughs) (laughs) I like you kind of talking to yourself. Sam Weatherly was over there. He got a win for the Kiwis on Dark Destroyer in the rough habit. That was the group too. He's a great young jockey. He's a talent. And he's coming up after this on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. It is 20 minutes away from 8 on the 16th of May 2022. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins and cosmetics. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, that's right, Izzy and Kempe. Quarter to eight here on the show. It is a Monday, Monday for you. We're going to talk some horse racing. We're going to head over to Australia and talk about that. But no, he's back in New Zealand, actually. He raced in Australia. He's made this trip back to NZ between Magic Round and the Queensland Racing Carnival. Brisbane had it all going on in the wet this weekend. But as we told you, that meant there had to be a Kiwi winner somewhere. A length and a half away. Lake Paternal the inside. Dark Destroyer Paternal. Dark Destroyer's in front. Paternal the inside. Dark Destroyer Paternal. Paternal the inside driving the Dark Destroyer. Dark Destroyer Paternal to hit the line. Dark Destroyer has held off to win. Has held on to win from second Paternal. Dark Destroyer, you little ripper. Andrew Scott, Lance O'Sullivan and Sam Weatherly combining yet again as Dark Destroyer staked his claim as a genuine derby favourite, snaring a Group 2 on Australian soil, winning the Ralph Habit in emphatic wet track form. Sam Whitley is back in New Zealand. He's been hanging in the hot water cupboard all night to dry out. He's on the line now. Morning, Sam. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Awesome, mate. Awesome. We're good here, mate. Um, tell us about that moment. It would have been like landing a 747 in Christchurch. We couldn't even see anything on TV, mate. Uh, just pretty tough conditions over there. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I, I actually flew over um, sort of there Thursday morning, and, and gee, the rain was just relentless the whole time I was there. It never, it never stopped. And um, full credit to the uh, Brisbane Racing Club, really, for transferring that meeting mm. over from Doombin to Eagle Farm because we wouldn't have been racing anywhere else. Um, the, the weather was just atrocious and um, fortunately enough I was on a horse that, that um, can get through those conditions 
better than most, and it showed on Saturday. So, um, yeah, it was a very special day for me. Yeah, what was that moment like, mate? Uh, we've been waiting for that moment when one of our Kiwi team's horses gets up and, and gets one over the Aussies, mate. Did it all come to plan for you? Was that the perfect race for you? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm a uh, very proud Kiwi, as, as a lot of people know, and mm. um, it was very special for uh, myself to do that and, and to do it for David Archer and, and Diane Wright, who mm. have uh, supported me for a long time, and also Lance O'Sullivan and Andrew Scott, who i actually done my apprenticeship with, so... It was very special for us to sort of all all go over there and uh, do it on a Kiwi horse, and and we've got a live chance in the in the Derby in two weeks' time. So it was uh, very exciting stuff. Sam, so that's obviously the um, the goal, the Derby, two weeks' time. You you pull, did you pull up all right? This is um, there's a big run, eating all its uh, chaff straight after the race. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I was on a. Um, I do at the airport at sort of seven o'clock Sunday morning, but I I, I uh, talk, was talking to uh, Megan Fenwick, who uh, looks after uh, Boy when he's over there, and um, she said that he pulled up super and everything was everything was well. He looks good and um, sort of hasn't taken too much effect from the run, so all encouraging signs so far. Hey Sam, I, I said that you'd been in the uh, I said in the entry. Well, as he said that you'd been in the hot water cover drying out, and I was meaning because it was so wet over there. But um, just there's a bit of a rasp in your voice, mate. And seven a.m. is <laughs> really early <laughs> after a magic round and a group two on Aussie. Hey, he's it. Did you have a couple of Did you have a couple of stumps? Did you? It was painful, boys. I, t- I tell you that. <laughs> uh, don't wish it upon anyone. There's a VIP, <laughs> Sam. There's a VIP. What's a club called? <laughs> no, it was a, it was actually a really good night. The uh, town was town was packed, um, but I was the uh, the club started spinning at about midnight, so I was uh, in that Uber and, and home, and, and, and not a very not a very well boy on uh, Sunday morning, but um, feel a bit better now. Awesome, awesome, mate. Oh, we'll let you go shortly. Just before we do, what do you got coming up? You're back home, back in New Zealand. Have you got a few meetings yep. before you get uh, back over for the derby? Yep, so I arrived back uh, last night and sort of uh, have Taupo trials tomorrow, which um looking forward to that. Got a couple of nice young ones going around there, and then we're on the synthetic for the first time at Cambridge on on Wednesday, and then I think that's Tirapa Saturday, and um, I might even be making a trip down to Hara on Sunday. So got a busy wee week ahead, but looking forward to it. Nice, mate. Are you going to give Nabba a run for his money, mate? I see he brought up 100 wins over the weekend. Are you going to give him a run for his money or what? Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's bloody in fine form, isn't he, Nabba? Um, no, he's <laughs> too hard to catch him. He's put in too much too, too much work this season. Um, he's going well and, and, and good on him. But, um, no, I'm very happy with the way my season's gone as well, so I can't complain. Yeah, awesome, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show. Izzy and Kempe, new name, mate, so I'll have to get used to that one. But thanks for coming on. Sam Whitley riding on Dark Destroy and getting the first win for the Kiwi team over in Australia. Mate, all the best for the next couple of weeks, and we'll chat to you soon. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Cheers. Good work, Sam Weatherly. He's back to the scratcher. He He's is back to the scratcher, old Sammy boy. They oh, work I, hard. He, he, him. Mm. Oh yeah, they, they all they do. They work hard, mate. Kimpy, he, mm. um, it, Sam. They're talking about the season he's had, and you know his nab is on fire, but he's very happy with the season he's had. He should be. Pin me up in the Karaka Classic, three-year-old, a big, a, a million-dollar check. Now a Group Two in Australia. We know how hard Group Ones are to win on Australia and mm. on New Zealand horses. Well, Group Two's. 
pretty much in a field like that. Just as tough, and he's gone over there and done it. He's a young guy. He's come out of his apprenticeship. He really is the future of the jockeys' room. You would have heard me say this multiple times, is he? Uh, multiple times, mm. is he? So uh, I'm, I'm so proud of Sam because he he, f- he flew under the radar, eh, Louis? Like honestly, like when he run, won that, I no no conversations before that race about Dark Troy, Sam Weatherly. Everyone was talking about OP Lethinus, you know, all, all the the jockeys heading over. Sam Weatherly flew under the radar and just pounced, mate. It was awesome. You're right. And we knew that we did. To be fair, we did say that a Kiwi horse would win that race because it all stacked up. Wet mm. over a staying trip, those three rods. I thought it might have been closer to Pinarello. He was scratched, mm. obviously, so couldn't mm. have won the race. Mm. But Dark Destroyers, he's got the Aussie form now, so he's going to be a huge chance in the Derby. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Um, news, reviews, previews, a lot. Mate, the bet of the the bet of the week was on Trevor for a place. Cinerama to win. Well, Cinerama, of course, <laughs> was it was it? But yeah. like, the more I think about it, if we actually sat down last week yeah. and had a coffee and went right, let's put Interview for a place, Cinerama for a win, and and the one in the C-Jets. first the, at Sea Jets um, for a, mate. Izzy would have had a load. That's what I mean. Izzy would have had I a mean. load. You're not going to be think about it. It's Jeez, ba- it, Baz used to be a dreamer on the punt, but Kimby's uh, good to rival him. He, <laughs> you, you think that every weekend's a fill-up. <laughs> hey, um, speaking of, well, no, actually, that's, can't say that, but speaking of um, racing and uh, Cinerama's last race, she won the Road to Royal Cup. So congratulations, Kimby. You are mm. an owner. Um, that yeah. is a massive result. And she did it just, she absolutely pulled their pants down with the lightweight. Maddie she Cameron did. gave her a peach. Good ride. Bruce, Alan, yourself, you guys must be so stoked. What's um? She's got to be done now. We've retired her about three times, but she is she actually yeah. done? Alan he thinks. Said, Alan thinks we said, might go to the Melbourne Cup. He said, <laughs> 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 said we're going to twenty two hundred. Let's get it to thirty two hundred. I said let's go to the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine oh. that, is he? Me yeah. and you at the cup, mate, in the owners' circle. Hey, running our show from there. Oh, geez. We'll just take her over there. One more shot, eh, Louie? What do you reckon? I don't see why not. I mean, she's got to be off to the breeding barn, doesn't she? So maybe that's a conversation for later this week. Um, We might have to do, like, Stallion Idol, and we'll get Mark Chittick, we'll get Mark Chitty, we'll get Rodney Schick, we'll get all the different stud masters from around New Zealand, Sam Williams, to call up and pitch us your stallion. It's seven minutes away from eight. That was Sam Weatherly. Love racing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Uh, Ryan Fox, can he win the PGA Championship? Well, we've got a text to hear, he reckons, so we'll get to that after this. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Maybelline and L'Oreal Cosmetics. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. You certainly are. Uh, one texter says, didn't he say the Canes would lose on the weekend? Yeah, but that's fair. <laughs> look, look, they, they... I've been waiting for that. I've been waiting for that message to come through, Louis. I've been waiting all morning. What are you going to say? And I want to say congratulations. Well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> you proved me wrong. Geordie Barrett, mate. Right, Geordie Barrett, do you put him at 12? Is he? Seriously. Hmm. Like, all of a sudden, we've got a plethora of players. Mm, I, I like him at 12. Don't get me wrong. I think uh, the way his direction, he's so he's half defensively really good. Um, it's just whether the... The other coaches like him at 12. Look, I, I think wherever he plays, he's going to add to, to whatever team he's playing for. 12, 15, he's even playing wings. So, yeah, they've got options. But whether the All Blacks see that, I'm unsure. 
Oh, man, sure. Anyway, coming up, we're going to rip into some NRL chat. We're going to go have a chat to Lavina Good, and she's going to break down the magic round. We'll also talk about the Warriors. So keep those text messages coming through on double eight, double three. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. How good? I'm going to go get me a coffee. Here's Aroha, for the new, Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price off Healthories and Nature's Way Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. That's right, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, Monday the 16th of May. It's just after 8 o'clock. If you've just joined us, the big news is Tony Kemp, Uncle Kempi, is joining the team full-time. Taking over from Baz Skip McCullen, who is coaching the England Test side. Great to have you a part of the team, Kempi. And uh, we've seen from the text messages, everyone really appreciates you and the knowledge and insights you bring to our sports station, mate. Awesome to have you on the show, and we're going to rip into a bit more conversation. This one is Magic Round, obviously talking about the big weekend that is NRL and the show that they put on on the field because we don't want to talk about the stands and what went on in the stands. It was atrocious behaviour going on from the public over there in, in Brisbane. Terrible weather, but, man, there were some horrible sights up in the stands. Everyone's very passionate. They wear their heart on their sleeves, but, mate, don't roll up the sleeves and take it in your own hands. Anyway, we'll rip into that shortly with Lavina Good. I'm going to read a few text messages out. Welcome officially, Kempe. Great addition to the team and love the insight you bring to the show. Definitely have the face for radio, Uncle. <laughs> Another great. great weekend for Ryan <laughs> Fox, who finished third and got paid again, taking him at 25 to 1 each way. And our man, Steve Alka, tied for second. At the moment, in the latest championship tour event, Kiwis on, on fire. fire. He is abroad. Yeah, Steve Alka. I think Stricker's, Steve Stricker's ahead of him at the moment. And um, yeah, playing some great golf, mate. Last, well, five events, top two, lost in a playoff and won two. Mate, how good is that? Ryan Fox is paying $176 to win the PGA Championship. We'll ask Paulie Moate if he's got some power plays to add to that. Shortly, but right now we're going to talk some league, Kempi, because there is so much to dissect and talk about. Particularly, I want to really chat to you about the Broncos and how they destroyed the Manly Seagulls nil 30 to nil. Didn't expect that. Something that, well, just week in, week out, they're just getting so much confidence. Their spine, Kevy Walters, you got Andrew Reynolds playing out of his skin, and we're going to talk to Lavina Good right now. I'll get you to intro our next guest, Uncle. 
Yeah, thanks, Izzy. Yep, another good magic round, um, but another loss goes in the column for the Warriors, and you might be excused for thinking they fought hard for a narrow defeat mm. at the hands of those rabbits. But like everything Warriors, it's a whole lot more complicated than that. Than that. And we've got a former Sky Sport panellist, Lavina Good, who's one of the smart brains in rugby league, I think, like listening to her comments mm. um, and done some work with her before about uh, about all things rugby league. But I want to talk to her this morning about what she thinks about the Warriors' losses and, of course, her Parramatta Eels getting beaten last <laughs> night at the death. Lavina, good morning. Morena. Yeah, morena. Morena, morena. Good speaking on the show, my friends. Good, good to chat. Oh, that's good. Let's get straight into it. Eh? What do you reckon about the Warriors? Where do you think, where you think things are going wrong for them at the moment? Oh, that's a loaded question, my friend. That That is always a loaded question. Um, I'll tell you what, I was watching the Warriors with some buddies and a couple of them um, are big rugby league fans and a couple weren't. And it was really interesting uh, that the rugby league fans, just, just like me, at the end of the game were so pissed off with that performance that we couldn't even handle eating a meal. Yeah. And that those that weren't into mm. rugby league so much were like, oh, that was amazing. Can you believe that comeback? They, they were outstanding. And the thing that resonated with me from that particular performance was for years I've been saying that the Warriors win the games that they shouldn't and they lose the games, you know, that they should should win. And I just think the Warriors have that mentality that, well, we've lost the game. It's 32 to 6, even at halftime, 26, you know, to 6. We've lost the game. Let's go out and give it everything. What have we got to lose? Let's give it everything. And I'm like, what is that mentality with a rugby league team in this Great competition. The greatest rugby league game, well, the game's the greatest in the world, and this competition could be up there with one of the greatest. And to have a side that is so nonchalant and go, oh, well, we're getting flogged, let's go out and play some decent footy, it's unacceptable. And as, as a rugby league commentator, as a rugby league fan, as a lover of the game, I was so frustrated with that performance. And in fact, I reckon I preferred the Warriors' performance when they, they got beaten by a shark side that were down two or three players throughout most of the match. I think I preferred that performance from the Warriors. So they're getting no accolades for me for that second-half comeback. And yeah. um, I know there were players in that second half that you can take your hat off to and say, hey, they certainly led from the front and gave it a go. But that's the sort of thing you have to do from the kickoff. And if you're not going to play 80 minutes worth of footy in the NRL in this particular competition, you shouldn't be here at all. So it should be beyond the slap on the mm. hand for these players. And I, I think where it's going wrong um, is the recruitment policy over the last half a decade. Kempi, you and I have been talking about this for a long time. I mean, the Panthers mm. and the Titans and the Melbourne Storm start their recruitment policy a decade out. So they're planning about mm. seven or eight years ahead, whereas the Warriors are saying, let's get in the finals this year. Let's get in the finals. What do we need to do to get in the finals? And, and that recruitment decision is coming back to haunt them. Um, losing some of our greatest players at the ages of 16 and 17 overseas to the Silver Tails that go, here, we'll give you a decent contract because there's no pathway for you in New Zealand is another thing that is coming back to haunt the Warriors. And as a result of a recruitment policy that has no heart and no mana, and as a result of the fact that we're losing some of the best kids that play, play for us and could ever play for us, I think it's showing signs now. And, and it's coming from the top. It is absolutely coming from the top. I, I, I applaud Brown for coming out and saying, I'm not going to say it was a great effort from my team because they haven't mm. been playing good enough. That's right, mate. They actually haven't been playing good enough. And 
I've got a lot of pressure on Tohu Harris. I mean, he's the man of the moment for me. When he's out there, it's a different warrior side. But you just can't leave everything up to him and a 19-year-old kid by the name of Reese Walsh to create every attacking opportunity. <laughs> it's just bullcrap, mate. And mm. it's frustrating to watch. And it's early in the season. It's a long season. And they've got to sort some stuff out, the Warriors, if they're going to earn the respect of a fan like me. Oh, I love the passion, Lavina, mate. It's Izzy here. Great to have you on the show. Um, look, we've been dissecting. We've been talking about it for the last four weeks. And it, look, let's be honest, it, it makes for easy radio because everyone's very passionate <laughs> about the Warriors. But <laughs> where, where do they go? Here? Where do they go now? For me, I, I spoke about it earlier. Their, their defence is where you see where a team, if they care. Uh, they're missing easy tackles, particularly on the edge. The wingers are getting exposed. They're scoring easy tries. So... Where do the Warriors need to go and how do they make us fans and everyone around New Zealand keep the faith? Well, from the words of the great Jack Gibson, defence wins games. And that's something that's fundamental mm. in the game of rugby league. And you don't have to be playing or loving the game for more than three decades to basically get that sentiment out to anyone. And if you've got players, whether mm. it be... I mean, I know it was on the fringes for the Warriors against the Bunnies initially, but then it was up the middle they were dropping off tackles. And if, you're not, yeah. if you don't have a team culture... If you don't have a team culture where you're willing to put your body on the line and stop players from propelling forward for your teammates and your country and your fans, then there's something wrong within that side. So the fundaments of the game are really letting the Warriors down. Yep, defence, definitely. They're bludging on defence. You've got players looking at each other on the line going, are you going to do it or me? I mean, who does that? How does that happen in the NRL? So as soon as they start making the tackles for each other, that's a, a great start. And and dropping the pill. I mean, I'm just sick of the, the handling errors and the mistakes. The respect for the ball isn't there. You know, the Warriors need to play a natural game. I know it's flamboyant. I know they feel comfortable when they chuck it around. But there's a time and a place. At some stage, Tohu Harris has to say, say to that side, who's taken it up? Who's going to win the arm wrestle? Who, like a state of origin match. It's a battle of the strongest and the toughest and the fittest. At the moment, the Warriors are definitely not the toughest. I think their conditioning has not been great. In the off-season, I don't know what's gone on, but they seem to be losing, um, losing the game 10 minutes before half-time and 10 minutes after half-time, and that often happens due to conditioning. So they're not the toughest because they're missing tackles. They're not the fittest because they're not winning the game. And, and it's that attitude that we need to have from the Warriors. So, you know, if I saw them put in a decent performance where they were... I, I spoke to Kempi last week. That game against the Sharkies, the more players the Sharkies lost, the worse the Warriors played because the expectation was there that they would win because you win against a team mm. with 12 or 11 plays. That's what happens. And the expectation was too high. So they need to get back to the nitty-gritty. They need to get some players back in like Campion and stuff that'll say, hey, all I ever did for you when I played for the Warriors was make tackles and make yards. I didn't have to offload every, every second time I took the ball up. I just stopped the opposition from coming forward. And once I did that, everyone around me thought, shit, if he can do it, I'm going to do it as well. And there's none of mm. that. There's no mongrel from the Warriors at the moment. It's just hoping they know how they're going to play. Let's hope we win the game. Uh-oh, they're down two plays. We've got to win the game now. Oh, we're down by 26 points. We're not going to win. All of a sudden, we play great, great rugby league. It's disrespectful to mm. the fans. 
It really is, and they've got to do something about it. Make the tackles is a really good start, Izzy, to be fair. That's a good start. Yeah, you've got such such a good analytical brain, um, Lavina. Let's let's talk about some positives coming out of the Warriors. Matt Lodge and Fanua Blake. They've been going they've been going okay, don't you think? Yeah, Fanua Blake outstanding. I, I honestly think Fanua Blake outstanding. Three weeks ago, he topped the tackle count and also made more yardage than anyone else out there. I like what Matt Lodge brings to the game in terms of his strength. And I don't mean size, I mean strength. So when they try and tackle him, the yardages that he's making after attempting to being tackled is very impressive indeed. But you can't carry a Pat Kempe with two players. You really can't. And you, you need your back rowers, you need your lock, you need your hooker to be making yards as well and to be cre- creating some sort of deception. And a lot of the stuff coming from Lodge is definitely one-out play. It is definitely, I'll have to do it because no one else is doing it. So, I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't critique those players as being terrible out there. But if you're going to win a game of rugby league, you have to have the whole pack working together, driving together. I mean, we've seen with the teams over the weekend with their performances. I mean, in, in the wet weather footy, we saw the Penrith Panthers, you know, after coming off a defeat against the Eels to have a victory over the <laughs> Melbourne Storm in wet weather football, you wouldn't have known it was raining on that day. And mm-hmm. even though all the highlights was, you know, everyone was saying, oh, it's all their backs, they're, in, they're sensational, the back line is phenomenal, it was all driven from their forwards because they worked as a pack. They pushed the opposition behind and on the back foot the whole time. The pack did the yards, and then after that, it was easy for the back line. Everyone in that Penrith Panthers lineup knows exactly what they need to do out on the pitch. Hardly any of it is instinctive. They know their role. They've been told their role. Mm. I wonder if the Warriors have been told what is expected of them individually out on the pitch. And yeah, like Matt, Matt Lodge is, is gutsy and he takes it up, but he can't do it on his own. And for Noah Blake, I mean, he'd, he'd be exhausted week in and week out. He has to be the guy that takes every single hit, the guy that pushes everything forward. But there needs to be more communication. The Warriors need to have a pack that's ominous. Eight years ago, everyone talked about the Warriors pack. They're big, they're hard, they take up everything. You know, they don't talk about that now. In fact, mm. in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they're saying the Warriors pack is soft. Some of that Warriors pack is soft because <laughs> they don't want to make the tackle and they're not willing to make the yards, yeah? So let's get back to a hard pack, an ominous pack, you know, a pack that scares the opposition. That's what the Warriors need. Hey, Lavina, Lavina, just uh, one of... You've... you've been there on the sideline you've got really close to the players from your your broadcasting um part that you play there and you've seen that sort of what actually is making things work and what's not making things work when you look at it from the outside and you're looking in what's not working as far as that whole um that concept of team at the moment i think what's not working is Some of the decisions that the Warriors are making out on the pitch um, when they were playing against the Sharks and and Sean Johnson had an opportunity to to push forward and score some points and he simply kicks the ball dead and the ball goes dead and that gives the possession back to the Sharkies and, and no opportunity for the Warriors to score points. When I've been on the sideline interviewing the Warriors in years of past, when stuff like that happens, the skipper goes off their nut at that particular player and just says, that is unacceptable. 
that is no good. That is, you know, amateur rugby league. That's under nine stuff that w- would re- re- remind players that they wouldn't be able to stay out there on, on the pitch. That's not happening for the Warriors at the moment. There's, there's no accountability. There's no pressure. There's no one getting stuck into each other. They're not playing as a team. They're just playing as individuals, hoping they're going to win a game. So I, I reckon, honestly, mm. Kempi, there's a, a team culture issue with the Warriors. I know they want to win. Everyone wants to win. But to do that, you have to put in a consistent performance for 80 minutes every single week in this outstanding competition. And the Warriors aren't doing that. They didn't start like they were going to do it against the Dragons in round one. That's exactly who they're coming up against next week. And they haven't been playing consistently enough. And I don't know what's happening Mm. off the pitch. I don't know if they're respecting each other enough. But the Warriors aren't playing for each other as teammates. They're just playing for each other as individuals. And that has to change. Because it's the teams that play with a decent club culture, that play for each other, that support each other, that are willing to take a hit for each other, that aren't pointing at each other when someone misses a tackle that aren't afraid mm. to get stuck into each other when they kick the ball dead, don't get possession, and it costs them the game. There's something going wrong with the Warriors in terms of culture. And unless they sort that out really, really quickly, I don't see them getting into the finals in 2022. Mm. Thanks mm. thanks a lot, Lavina, for coming on this morning and giving, giving us your insights and um, your great knowledge of, of your analytical brain on the uh, the show this morning. Um, hopefully your Parramatta Eels can pick themselves up after that loss last night. You mustn't be too happy about that. I was gutted, mate. I was gutted. Inconsistent. <laughs> and especially against the Roosters. I can't stand the Roosters. I don't know how the Roosters stay under the salary cap. I reckon it's fun. They cheat off the field like the Melbourne Storm cheat on the field. Um, but the Eels did okay against the Panthers, and they're so hot and cold. It's like hot, cold, hot, cold. I love that try by Mitch Moses. I've got a little crush on Mitch Moses lately. I just think he's an outstanding player. And you know what it is about Mitch Moses this year? What I love about him, I tipped him to win the Dally M at the start of the year. I went, he's the guy that will take, take the Eels to a grand final, win the, the Dally M player of the year. But he's not afraid to make a tackle. He really isn't afraid to make a tackle. Yeah. He spends as much time defending as what he does. Um, you know, attacking. And the other thing I noticed about the Panthers, I mean, uh, Kikau, that chase through from Kikau when the Melbourne Storm um, Wishart dropped the ball, that was because he, they were chasing him down. The kick and chase from the Warriors, I mean, the kick's there, but there's no attacking flair on it because they've got no one chasing it. That's another thing. You know, it's the fundamentals. Make the tackles. Have an imposing kick and chase. Don't drop the ball, and guess what? You might win a game. The so, fundamentals. Yeah, the fundamentals. The fundamentals. Thanks, Lavina. Good to talk to you this morning. Easy, buddy. You have a good day, Easy, and uh, we'll catch up this week and talk some more rugby league. That's Lavina. Good on the show this morning with us, giving her um, fantastic, I guess, insight into passionate. what she's seen. Oh, passionate. passionate, passionate. Is he? I got a question for mm. you, is because this is this is yep. really what she was saying. She was basically saying accountability, and I want to ask you the question. Mm. Is there any accountability? Do you think at the end of the day, like we've just this, let's just take the last four weeks. Is there any accountability, or should there be some accountability seen this week for those four last four weeks? Oh, one hundred percent. I don't think there's any accountability being held and behind the scenes. And and she touched on it. The culture. Um, that's where it all starts, you know, like if you're building a culture that wants to win and will do everything possible, it's, a, it's the things she touched on there where you can see if the team really cares and it's something I always allude to, it's, it's don't watch the ball, 
Watch off the ball. Let's watch the things that people don't see. And that's where you get a real understanding if someone cares. You know, and that's when I, we spoke to Frank Endicott a while ago. And we asked, he asked me if I wanted to sign someone, who would it be? And I said I wanted a prop like a Kevin Campion or Steve Price or, or Simon Mannering, you know, someone that's just hearty and will just, a Ruben Wiki, someone that will just hit up, make tackles and do all the things that none of those other blokes want to do and then he'll, he'll inspire. That's what I wanted, and, and he was kind of joked it off, and, and we laughed. But I think that's that's the case. I've got Aidan Fanua Blake, and, and look, he's doing good things. You got um, you lodge there as well, but they don't play the full eighty. You know, they they're not there for the for the times when when they need them. And I just feel like they're just missing that guy that holds them accountable, will spray them, and, and will will ask the hard questions yeah. at, at when when it's needed. And yeah. when the going gets tough, someone you could look to and go. What do we do here? Like a Richie McCaw, Kevin Kevin Reed for me. You know, things aren't going right. You go to your leaders, someone that's that's calm and can stay in the now, and and, and look for solutions to get them out of situations and not be panicky about it. Um, th- those are the ones you le- you look for. And like right now, I just I think she touched it when everyone's looking around, like going, "Oh, me? Should I say something?" Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a it's a real it's a really good point because the, blo- the generally and I've seen Kempo do this you know spent plenty of time with him in at the Warriors he held players accountable like not only himself like he trained the house down mate and he put his body on the line I've never seen so many uh, I've never seen a bloke take so many stitches for a football team I used to I used to just go to the doctors at the end of the game and watch them stitch him up it was so you know so gruesome that that bloke could put his body on the line week in week out he get cut every week. But he held everyone accountable, is he? And and I think mm. you've hit the nail on the head. That's what's missing. Lovely mm. stuff, Kempi. Yeah, nah, it's interesting. That nah, makes perfect mm. sense. And and Levine touched on it as well. Those guys, it's just it is what's missing, and you can see it from Wallo. Twenty four minutes past eight o'clock this morning. We are here with Chemist Warehouse. Paul Mawadi from TAB can't be too far away. Great savings every day. It's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Twenty nine minutes past eight o'clock. Paul Mawadi of TAB is not too far away. The choices for him room view program takes the work out of choosing flooring, upload your favourite floor today. And uh, hey, the poll today, boys, was all about performances over the weekend. And does it point to grand final success? So we had on trivia years, huge run, huge run in the tab, Doombin 10,000. She's going to go forward and be a real chance in the Stratty. Golden State Warriors, they got past the Memphis Grizzlies. And um, look, they are finding some form, although the Boston Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks are locked in their Game 7 clash today in the East. And to be honest, who wins that game looks mighty dangerous. Blues, well, they put on a clinic against the Reds, so they kept telling me. And the Panthers, well, they beat the Melbourne Storm and, and they did it in emphatic fashion. And the, the choices for him, poll in emphatic fashion, the Panthers. I think everyone was right. I think we all had the same idea here. You can't knock off your title contender like that with such ease and not be considered an absolute threat. Any surprises? Not for me. No, no surprise. Hey, how how good were they? Really good. And Lavina touched on it with the weather. Like They they just looked classy with a dry pill, and it was horrible weather there. So they just made the storm look average. And and Pappy and, and Jerome Hughes losing him. Before the game, obviously a huge loss, but you know, does that kind of even the score? Like, th- what was it, thirty-two-six? That's a hiding. 
It's a proper hiding. And, uh, mm. yeah, Munster said it. They need to get better, and they will, and he's excited for next week. Man, I wish I'd hear it. What, what, what about the blonde hair? Like, let's, you think Bellamy's keen on the blonde hair? Hey, mate, <laughs> they, they'd, be doing, going, they'd be doing wow. it to wind him up, I reckon. That's a backlash now. Yeah, yeah, surely that, that will wind them up. They'll have skinheads this week, I reckon. Hey, I, what I did want to just touch on was how well the Queensland clubs are going. Like, you've got the Cowboys sitting in third. You've got the Broncos four on a trot. Ran and, and racking up 38 points against Manly with the Trebojevic brothers in it, in the team. How are the Dolphins going? Mm. Well, mate, you know, part of me thinks because of the Dolphins coming, the franchise coming, the Queensland teams are stepping up to the plate. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, let's find out. Somebody, uh, we've got Pumwadi coming up. I'd love to know if the uh, ultimate cha premiership um, odds have shrunk for the Panthers because you said it was a, pretty much a moral before. So we'll find out from Paul Mwari, tab.co.nz. Stay with us because I think that's fascinating to see which way the NRL Premiership uh, ladder is impacting the odds. We'll also find out what the PGA Championship odds are for Ryan Fox because Foxy is on fire. 28 away from 9. Says Ian Kempi for breakfast. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. <laughs> Boston leading Milwaukee 38-37. Game 7 Mondays, Luca Legend goes up against Devin Booker, Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns later on today. A couple of Game 7s on a Monday. What a treat. Steve Stricker is carving up on the Champions Tour. So is Stephen Elka though. Although, course kind of looks like Chamberlain Park. It's very flat and straight. Not many trees or bunkers I can see. <laughs> so you wonder why they managed to score so lowly. Nah, they are. They're great. They're great men doing great things on the Champions Tour. And as we pointed out before, Pumwari at tab.co.nz. Fame is here with us. Kempi's had an absolute fill up. He's been given a massive new salary, eye watering, and then to boost, he's had a, he's absolutely cleaned the bookies out this weekend, Paulie. So, geez, he's he's hard to stop once he gets on a roll, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing uh, Cinerama had a wee bit to do with that. Uh, there were a few that followed him in as well. So, yeah, it was a it was a pretty good uh, weekend for punters. TAB was very generous on Cinerama, Paulie. Want to say thank you very much to you boys down there. Two dollars ninety. Mm. Yeah, she yeah she drifted. I, I think there was a bit of support for leaderboard. Um, mm. No, what am I thinking? Yeah. Um, who else was in there? Yeah, leaderboard. Leaderboard got uh, yeah got towed up in the market. A couple of them. Yeah. The track was playing pretty strange, to be fair. Like they, it took Maddie Cameron. There was no doubt in the end, but it was there was enough to go. Ooh. I think that's what punters were probably doing. Yeah, it's we're sort of that time of the year where the tracks are starting to turn, and then they're not quite um, a, a proper heavy. They're sort of stuck in the middle slightly, and they're they're, they're sort of and you got horses. You got the winter horses just starting to come back. Who some of them probably aren't quite at. Uh, at peak fitness yet, and, and uh, other horses who are sort of hanging on just to, just in case there's a, a track that isn't too bad and they can keep going for a little bit. So, yeah, it's a wee bit up in there, but Cinerama thoroughly deserved to win, and uh, well done, boys. Hey, Paulie, just tell me, is the TAB paying out on Penrith yet? <laughs> They're now uh, the favourites. 
not surprisingly, to win the grand final this year. They're $2.63 last week. They were around the $2.88 mark. So they've come in a wee bit after that big, big victory against the Storm. Of course, don't forget the Storm were under strength. So uh, I wouldn't fully uh, write the Storm off, and they are in that second line of betting to win the grand final. They're $3.25 uh, to win the Melbourne Storm. Uh, the best back team, though, by far and away, the New Zealand Warriors, who are $176 to win the grand final, which coincidentally is the price of Ryan Fox to win the PGA Ooh. Championship. There you go. I was going to ask you about that. Foxy, uh, Paulie, $176 to win the PGA, uh, three straight top tens. Are you going to bring out a nice juicy power play like you did for the Masters with Cam Smith and Scheffler? There'll be some power plays. Don't worry about that. In fact, I'm sure they'll be out either tomorrow afternoon or Wednesday morning power plays for uh, the PGA Championship. We've got a same-game claim on Game 7, uh, uh, the Western Conference semi-final series between the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. That's due to tip off around midday today. The Suns are $1.33. The Dallas Mavs, $3.20. Uh, and you can bet live right now on the Eastern Conference semi-final uh, game seven between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Not a lot between these two teams. Uh, currently, what is it, 38-39 to the Milwaukee Bucks with about three minutes to go in that second quarter. And if you've got time, I've got a song for you, Izzy. Go on, go on then. Yes. Here we go. All right. Here we go. He's coaching cricket in Kolkata. To earn a rupee, not the dollar. <laughs> he got a call from an Englishman. You want a job that's much harder. He said, I'll take it. I'm game. I gotta make a living. Instead of chicken vindaloo, I'll take the pound sterling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a long way from Waikato. <laughs> He's Captain Bazzy. Uh, oh no. He left poor Izzy. Left him all alone. <laughs> but don't you worry. Uh, oh no. Because after his dury, we've got Uncle Tone. This is worth the wait. That was worth the wait. You nailed it. How long is that your weekend, eh? That filled your weekend up, trying to get that rhyme all gone? That was the weekend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Outstanding. Paulie Mwati, mate. You know how to boost the morale for the show, mate. Appreciate you coming on, Paulie Mwati. Outstanding. Whenever we chat to you tomorrow, mate. That was our right. catch-up with Paulie Mwati, and he left us a nice little song talking about Bears. We miss him and welcoming in Tony Kemp because Kempy's full-time on Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. That was our catch-up with Paulie Mwati, promotions in play in hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz, and please remember, gamble responsibly. R18 Louis. And, Uncle, t- and Uncle Tone. Oh, lovely. And Uncle Tone. Oh, lovely. It's really catchy, isn't it? Um, ooh, yeah, Baz left, but he's over to, he's at in the, actually, uh, Calcutta, big win over the weekend. I actually did some, crunch some numbers. 19% chance to make the playoffs still. 
So naturally, yeah. I didn't crunch those numbers. I just stole that stat. But um, yeah, Baz in Calcutta, they're still going really strong. And then he's off to coach England in that test series, which we have the commentary of, of course, here on SCNZ. What a weekend of commentary as it was on SCNZ. The netball, the football, the FA Cup, well done to Liverpool. Uh, the Phoenix, unfortunately, couldn't get the job done. Live sport. SCNZ, it's Kiwi for Sport, Tony Kim. He's Kiwi for Sport. We're absolutely loving it. It's 20 minutes away from 9. 0800 150 811. There's a window here for you to talk all things Warriors. You heard Levina Good tee off at the top of the hour. Accountability. Is it a word you can use when you talk about the Warriors players? Accountability. Come on. You're passionate. Let's get. Let's hear from you at 20 minutes away from 9. Speak soon. Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit coganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Quarter to nine this morning. Uh, lots of live sports still going on around the world if you've missed it. Well, Man City actually drew this morning to West Ham, of all teams. So congratulations if you're a Liverpool fan because your hope stays alive a little bit longer. You still have to win a couple of games. The other thing I need to tell you is 0800 150 We've got time to talk Warriors and the word accountability. What does it mean to you in coordination to the side after that perform- performance? Is it you got something there? Yeah. Oh no, no! I was going to say, like we could talk. We talk the Warriors. Love to talk the Warriors. We're always passionate as always. But we should also talk about that news with uh, Rugby Australia coming out and talking about how they are they're hosting twenty twenty seven, and they're looking at poaching some of the NRL talent Again. from out of the NRL. And Abdo uh, commenting it like, obviously, this is a huge um, re- re- reflection on how good the the kind of league with uh, the NRL is at the moment, how strong they are, the pathways that they're creating. And we've spoken about the genuine pathways in Australia, Rugby Australia, like they're, they're more catered to the private schools and, and mm. they're probably looking at now that that's a general reflection of, of Rugby Australia. So that, that's another hot conversation. Obviously the news, they are hosting 2027. It's not only four years away and potentially going and poaching some of the top-line players, Uncle. What, what was your first initial reaction to that? Oh, just same as same as always. You know, Lottie Dekiri, mm. um, you know, you've you got so many other players. Wendell Saylor, you've got players that have come out of rugby league, gone to rugby union and around that World Cup. Carmichael Hunt's another one. Um, so mm. it's 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 nothing different. What what would be really interesting, Izzy, is whether or not the NRL put some type of um, incentivised pay in the salary cap for because uh, they did what the NRL did do was um, if they mm. had a player they had uh, a discretionary fund which the NRL said well we want to actually keep this player in rugby league so it's outside the salary cap and they paid him so you know if they're looking for I, I, you, I don't know if you watched the game last night that young kid Suwali that played on the on the right wing for yeah, Sydney mate. City last night he's going to be He's oh. going to be a champion, mate. And if I was a rugby union coach in Australia, he'd be my number one target. So is that, is that the same player that Dave Rennie was trying to get yeah. straight out of school and they had a battle? Yeah, so that's the guy that they nearly got. Hey, you're so close to choosing. Well, they he obviously they went to the league him. and you can understand why. Yeah, they mm. said they signed him and then he, he apparently signed for South Sydney before he signed for Sydney City Roosters. So he had a, yeah. a number of those um, Eastern uh, Bay clubs after him. But, you know, they... You're right, the private schools in Australia, they don't have the depth, they don't have the, the pathways, and if they want to compete, um, I don't think it's just England. You know, uh, 
Australia, you look at England, Jason Robinson, Alan Tate, mm. um, John Bentley, you know, all played in the Lions when the Lions came down here. They all came out of rugby league as well. So England do it as well. Um, but Australia, they, you know, at least they've haven't they haven't hidden the fact that that's where they're going to go. Should should the NRL be worried? So some of their big star players. Do you think a Joseph Manu could be enticed to go to play the game of Union next couple of years? Because they're going to get huge money. Obviously, they're expecting a hundred million dollars to be uh, injected into Rugby Australia, and they've, they're going to create a fund called the Future Fund, which they're going to try and entice players from the NRL. Should the NRL be worried or they, they feel like they've 100%. got a product that will be stable? No, not at all. I just don't think there's enough depth, especially mm. in those spine players. You know, if you if you have a look at mm. the decent players that are running around, imagine if they lost to Kalen Pong, a, a Tom Travojevic and a Suwali. Yeah, I mean, they're the market, they're the brand, the market um, of the NRL. You can't, you couldn't lose those three. You know what I mean? So the NRL will be thinking somewhere around the back of it, how do we retain these players? Do we need to obviously hold another discretionary fund? Because um, there's no way you're going to stop, as you know with contracts, there's no way in the world you're going to stop players, even if they do have a contract, renegotiating their contracts if Australian uh, Rugby Union come in with a multi-million dollar deal to get them in for the World Cup. So how would they do that? Because we know the salary cap's so policed and you can't get anything... Under the radar. So, how do you expect the NRL to maybe do that? Would they got a new rights deal coming up? Don't they? Yeah, that's a that's new, right. So you got the rights. Yeah, they've got yeah. all that sort of stuff. The the collective bargaining agreement, all that sort of stuff. But they've done it before. So you know, it's mm. at the at the discretion of the NRL. Basically, what they're doing is protecting their brand, and they'll make rules that protect that brand. So you know, if you've got the thing with it is, you're not going to hide um, that type of conversation in the marketplace. You know, Israel, Israel Dag's been approached by, you know, Australian Rugby Union to sign a multi-million dollar deal. There's no way in the world you're going to hide that from the marketplace. So they'll know, they'll know um, through uh, all the Chinese whispers which players are they going after. I guess it's just about how they're going to retain them in the sport. Like players will be sitting there rubbing their hands. Well, that's a, it's a, that's why to me this is a flawed plan because this is a snatch. This is this is a this is a snatch, a short term fix that does not solve Australia's problem in rugby, and it pretty much puts the, the white flag up for me about what they think rugby can be in Australia. Because you're right, they won't retain them, Kimpy. This is a glory play f- to to fix and to do one thing and one thing only, and that's to make that World Cup a success. And then off the back of that, they'll argue, well, if the World Cup's a success, that will inspire the next generation. But it won't really if those players just leave straight away and there's nothing to aspire to beyond that. And I thought it was a bit silly. Mm. The other interesting thing was Michael Hooper. Does he go to the Olympics? You know, it's like the the coming and going in Australian rugby at the moment, I actually think it's quite concerning. And off the back of the Super Rugby success, I was actually quite disappointed Personally, I was actually quite disappointed. I don't think it's the answer, is he? I, I really don't. Mm. Well, it'd be it'd be interesting to see what see if it eventuates. Like the only thing I can see happening is you're playing a World Cup on the world stage in your own backyard, and that is a bonus. But you're right. Obviously, you got to look forward and look f- to the future. And if these players are committed to, you know, ply their trade in the game of rugby union, whereas if they do that, they're going to stop the pathway for some young player coming through the ranks. And he's going to. Be, what kind of precedence is that set for him? If if players are just coming from another league and taking their position, they're going to be deflated. They're going to go overseas, and then Rugby Australia will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all, know, that's the origin model. Again. 
that's the origin model. Mm. Like I've, I've had this argument with the origin for years, you know, and and Mel Meninga's making it quite clear when he's picking Australian players. Now I want to talk to Jerome Luai if he if he wants to play for Australia, mate. He played for our junior Kiwis, and now you want him to play for Australia. Mm. So they have that same problem about identity um, issues all the time. Love it, boys. Passionate discussion this morning, and it is a story to follow throughout the week, is he? Hey, uh, it's Monday morning, and I don't know about everybody else, but on Monday morning, it's probably often the time I find myself in the dog box because I watch so much sport and racing over the weekend. <laughs> so, with that in mind, Greyhound Racing New Zealand and ECNZ have teamed up to get you out of the dog box, if you find yourself in a similar position as I, by gifting you and your significant yep. other. How do we do that? A date with the dogs. <laughs> there are two dates up Ooh. for grabs at the ECNZ Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar Race Day on June 12th. You'll receive VIP tickets to the event and hospo while on site. All you have to do right now is text DOG to double eight double three. Not dog box, double eight double three. That's with Auckland Greyhound Racing Club to get you out of the dog box. So when you see my number come through, Jacob, do not worry. Just change my name there. <laughs> Six minutes from nine. Back with Smithy. On Izzy and Kempi after this. The Chemist Higher Phone Line. Call. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Mayhem Sale and find up to half price of Healthories and Nature's Way Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Oh, what a ring to it. And um, so much of a ring to it that Smithy's not come to work today. I was uh, mistaken. It's not Smithy, it's Rick Dog and after 9am. <laughs> uh, a text that I have to get to before the end of the show. It's from Goose. I can't see players leaving the NRL to go to rugby. Other than the old one like Angus Crichton that come from rugby, NRL allows the player to be their own brand. Rugby in Australia just so far behind the times and doesn't suit today's league player. That is from Goose on double eight double three. Rick Dogs in for Smithy. Big show today, mate. Huge, as always. As always. Um, we have... I'll just put my cans on. Um, yeah, we've, uh, we're going to be talking to Andrew Simons, of course. Um, after his uh, tragic passing over the weekend. Um, so we're going to be doing a bit of that. Good old Snake McCarty on because he's a tragic Liverpool fan and he also commentated the Knicks getting knocked out of the uh, out, out of the finals of the A-League. So we've got uh, him coming up as well and, uh, and Vossi as well after 11. We'll talk about the absolute Interesting. nightmare that the Warriors are at the moment. <laughs> Insipid. <laughs> awesome, Rick Dog. Great to have you on, mate. And... So Kempi and Louie, awesome show. We'll be back tomorrow to rip into some more sport. Thanks to Temper for being a part of our show. We'll be back in the morning. Take care. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.